Hello, and welcome to episode 40 of Muse on Marvel. It's marvelous. I'm your host, Nigel. I'm Josh. I'm Lance. I'm Colin. The Wicked Witch of the West, apparently. Yes. <laughs> Got a real witch vibe going on yeah, here. The Wicked Witch of the Midwest. It's I only guess. August, but you're preparing I, for Halloween I already? I only do so many weird voices when I do that. So. Oh, I didn't know you guys needed one. You only, need, you only do so many weird voices? Yeah. I mean, there's thousands. Like right. There's yeah. literally... There's literally thousands. Yeah. We've only done 40 casts. Uh, I got a long ways to go. You do. <laughs> if you're at the bottom of the barrel, you're in deep trouble. Yeah. That's true. All right. Well, um, the corset keep, kept on coming the day after we cast last week. <laughs> Who would have thought? They would show Weird. more. Yeah. Well, not the, show more, but the, who would have thought that people would have actually played the demos and then taken pictures? And then taken pictures. <gasps> to get the sweet, sweet internet cred. Mm-hmm. So Although for sure to get the light glare in there so we can't read half of it, but besides yeah. that. Well, yeah, that's true. That's some of the worst pictures I've ever seen. I do love <laughs> how they are slowly revealing them in articles. And it's just like, so like in the articles, they have obviously good like digital pictures mm-hmm. of their cards. Mm-hmm. It's just like, just put them all up there. Everybody knows what mm-hmm. they all do. Just mm-hmm. No, we got to slow trickle this. It's yeah. Well, they've got to have panel to plays for the next like two weeks. <laughs> or three weeks until no, yeah. it's going to be one every week. Well, what's the course? No, we've already out? gotten two this week. We got Cap and we got oh, I guess Miss, yeah, uh, uh, Captain Marvel. So I assume we're getting the Avengers this week. We'll get the bad guys next week, and then it'll be Shatterpoint mm. stuff the week oh, after and that. And then Spider Man and Doc Ock after that because they're not they're neither Avengers or Cabal. Doc Ock probably will be Cabal. Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> just one, to blow Colin be, up. One I'll be really happy. But if it's just like, it's just Spider-Man who isn't like. isn't He's like Web Warriors only. No God, leadership. Pisses me off so yeah. much. Uh, so last we cast, we had neither Lance nor the rules for Crossbones, Merciless Merc, uh, the Spectacular Spider-Man, or... Whatever the Winter Soldier is called, <laughs> I can't remember. Winter Soldier Electric Boogaloo. I think that that's correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Winter Soldier Operative. Nice. Yeah. That's a catchy name. <laughs> Which one do you guys want to talk yeah, about he's first? An operative, not a rogue agent. He sure. That's that's absolutely. <laughs> uh, that's absolutely correct. Winter Soldier Cod Blops. So yeah. By the way, Wilshek completely lied on their live stream. And then we put it on our podcast that he was going to be rogue agent because Will, Sh- Will Schick said he's going to be rogue agent. Mm-hmm. We're wrong, boys. And he was not rogue agent. So it, was that our first time? Damn was it. Was that our first yeah. time being I hope, yeah. yeah, geez. Yeah. No, I'm glad nobody. Holy nobody, shit. Somebody mark it. Nobody pointed it out. Luckily, Oof, we dodged it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Edit that part out. Ed, cut that yeah. part out. Uh, okay. Who do we want to talk about first? Winter Soldier or a Spectacular Spider-Man or Crossbones? The Merciless Park. Well, let's start with the best. Crossbones, the merciless mark. Nice. Exactly. Okay. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, crossbones, three threat. Uh, one of the only of only two three threats, along with Spectator Spider Man, in the box. Uh, he is a four two two. He retains his garbage defenses from his three threat mm-hmm. uh, line. Mm-hmm. He has six health, so that's nice. Uh, I don't know if he had six. I think he might have had six health as a three threat. I can't remember for sure. Uh, he's, he did. Yeah, okay. He's size two, and he's still a short mover. So essentially, all of his base profile is exactly the same as it was. 
Yeah, because that was the stuff that was like super memorable about crossbones. <laughs> the yeah. Everybody knows about his weakness to energy attacks in the and, comic and books. How slow he is. Yes, also that. Like Captain America just outruns him. Yeah. That's how he wins the fight. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so this one is packing a new gainer. He has a beam three, uh, strength of five, energy. Uh, as I said, gainer. It's got a wild skull pierce. Yes. Change, uh, you know, standard pierce. So pierce on a beam, but it requires a skull in your five dice in order yeah. to pierce. So that doesn't feel it's sweet. Wild skull, right? Yeah, 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 I'm I, just saying I, the skull, the wild actually at least deals damage that's in addition fair. to piercing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair. <laughs> okay, never mind. Um, I mean, at least the skull would have been, you would have been fucked anyway. I mean, a beam three gainer is a nice attack to have. I'm not going to like poo poo that. So yeah. that is nice. And having pierce, any kind of pierce, is nice. Beam, is it's also nice. At least you get something out of that skull when you roll it. So um, up close and personal, this is his four dice. Or a four cost spender, eight dice, range two. After the attack is resolved, if the target character is size two or less, this character throws it short. <laughs> I think he can only throw size two in his other form, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, he has hit and run. Beams and hit and run are a fine combination. Nigel enjoys it with Cyclops. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has aggressive. Did he have aggressive? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he has I can take it, uh, which he had before, right? Yep. Same thing. Also, that's what she said. The damage damage reduction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Colin, Colin's on it. Too. Right on it, <laughs> like uh, a whip. His I'm ba- just his, tired enough. <laughs> his backside is the same, except he loses a health. So, uh, as near as I can tell, this is Crossbones from the original core set, but he did get a sweet beam as a builder. Yep. Yep. Yes. Anybody? <laughs> anybody excited about this character? Um, I guess he got well, hit, hit and run with it. Yes. He used to have immune to pain. He could pay. He had, you know, he um, had to pay for his damage reduction to zero, though. Okay, so this is just dr to one uh, for free. What's better? Um, I think the argument is that the pay to zero is better. Yeah, especially if you have sweet beam gainers. I mean, mm-hmm. well, yeah, but he doesn't have a sweet beam gainer on the one that he can pay to zero. No, I, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying that. Yeah, they could have. Yeah, copy pasted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, they would never do that. Um, but I don't know. Like I'm gonna play him. He's like, he's like a Red Skull auto include. <laughs> that feels like a threat. I'm gonna play him. Yeah. You guys can't do anything about it. So okay. <laughs> nobody stop me. I'll I'm like, gonna be standing on the edge of the roof and I'll be playing him. <laughs> we'll uh-huh. see what happens. <laughs> I'll admit, I think he's pretty bad. Yeah. But that beam with Re- uh, OG Red Skull is pretty spicy. That's fair. But he also, I don't know what he, he's going to spend power on other than his spender, I guess. Mm-hmm. That mediocre spender. He spends it on hit and, and hit run. And run, yeah. And hit and runs, run. too. I mean, eight dice, throw a size two. I mean, I guess he could also be the focus battery to get, like, the uh, um, like all the, the cabal cards. Hmm. So if he's just getting three power, you can, like, okay. I'm like gonna... Helios Laser. <laughs> Helios Laser. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it? Dark Rain or whatever the rerolls. Mm-hmm. Like, all that stuff. He can pay mm-hmm. for that stuff. He's That's true. To, he's got nothing to spend his money on. Nigel, what are your thoughts on Crossbones, the Merciless Merc? Um, he was one of the ones in my head that was making the case that the new core box is replacing the old core box in terms of like the way they handle erratas or updates rather than character cards going forward. Um, just because it's such a 
veneer over the same dude. Mm-hmm. Some of them had to change, um, obviously, because it makes more sense with the rules like uh, Captain Marvel and Ultron and stuff. But like he, he's like... He was exactly what they wanted him to be, apparently. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. But so, like, if they make another Wolverine or a Colossus or whatever, it could very well be like, oh, here you go. And then. Yeah, I would agree that if you looked at it as like, this is what my character update could be. Yeah. It's like, oh, never mind. I don't care that I'm not getting a character <laughs> update pack. <laughs> Just bring on new stuff. <laughs> that said, if their game wasn't so fucked with like D maps and shit. He'd actually be fine, which is like one of the problem. A lot of these characters is like they're fine. They would be fine if the game was a little tighter um, for scenarios. But like D maps, this guy's a piece of dog shit, and so like I don't know, do you just not take him, or do you can you afford to have a three threat who's dog shit on a D map? You know, like I don't know, but maybe maybe he's fine. It must be Sen that has my husband, huh? He doesn't have the. That's rule. right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, are they married? Yeah. Oh yeah. They can do that. The MCU, he was a single guy. He was a one and done. Just, just Frank until Grillo he, hanging out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until he had to blow himself up for no reason. <laughs> he said he didn't want to come back to do Endgame. Mm. So he's not there. Makes sense. I guess that's the way to do it. I read that somewhere. <laughs> Snapple fact. Lance, thoughts on Crossbones? Um, the merciless Merc? I was thinking of him. I'll talk about him individually and I'll talk about him in the scope of the box. So individually, I think, yeah, like what Colin was saying, he's probably going to be specifically good in certain leaderships and he's going to do cool things. Uh, I don't know. which. What are the other faction? Is he, we think he's Cabal. I, assume, I mean, he is Cabal. So what are the other leader, leader options of his other than Skull? There's two Red Skulls. There's Malekith and there's Sin. Okay. Well, he's Cabal and, and uh, Criminals. And Criminals. Okay. So he might be able to find. So he's good with. So uh, he actually Chris. has like. Eight different leaders. Right, so yeah. a number of but those are probably going to work fine with him. But Fisk loves the damage reduction guys. So that's, oh, well, there you go. And, and like he, to stay he on has points. Like a thing stuff. that can't be moved, right? That's he has. Yeah. So his tactics card is interesting. I figured we get to that later. Okay. Yeah, we can cool. just talk about the characters and their merits first. So, and then speaking of the box specifically, it definitely feels like you know from at least a three pointer in everything else, three pointers in this game, he's on the low end of the curve of three pointers in terms of his ability to do things, but the game to Nigel's point being a kind of a redo or a revamp is to, I think bring, and I'm sure this probably was the same before, but they want the average person, quote unquote, the average hero of theirs is going to be four points, right? Is that kind of how the game currently functions now? Like four is the average. I don't know. It, it seems they... to be in the box at least that, I mean, even like widow is a four, Oh yeah, this, um, you know, cor- this corset box is all fours plus two threes. Yes, right, so like true. they're pushing it. They're pushing and the power a, level. Oh, and, and a five, two fives, and two a, fives. You're right. Oh, because it's Ultron and Ultron and, and Captain Marvel. Marvel and Marvel. Okay, so bringing those up, which we'll get to Marvel in a second, but pushing they're kind of sliding the midpoint of what I think the scale of power in this game is from you know between three and four to between four and five, and so him being a three. He's trying. They're trying to show you what they think threes will be going forward, or what they think a three threat thing could be. Oh God, I hope not. I hope not too. But if we'll compare him here to Spectacular Spider-Man <laughs> in a second, and I would say that that argument doesn't make okay. sense. That's fair. Um, and I probably don't know, but it just it the fact that this box had so many fours in it and not a lot of like threes and twos the way the original core box did felt like a a shift. 
and I don't know if that's a game plan of theirs going forward. So the original box had Crossbones at three, Zemo at three. Had Widow. Widow at two. Widow at two. That was the only two. Was she the only two? I thought there was a bad guy too. Nope. No. No. Widow okay. was the only two. It had Zemo and Crossbones at three. Iron Man was a three. I don't know. It's like it's kind of like were you gonna do another two or another three for Widow? Like you could have, but yeah, like it was just a jump. Like yeah, yeah. I hear I hear what you're saying, and I hadn't thought about that line before. I could maybe buy that. I think it's more that they just took the same characters and were like, here's how we would make these characters today. Sure. And part of that could be the four threat aspect of it. I think they have more fun. Like they might have more fun designing four threats and above. Yeah. Like they get a certain amount of points of allocation of of power. Cool rules. Yeah. Make them more fun. I would imagine. I was going to say the cynical part of me uh, would be that they've decided that four threat is a place where they can screw up the characters the least because, (laughs) because it's hard for them to like, it's real easy to make a three threat. That's like way overpowered. And it's maybe that's and it's real easy to make a five threat that doesn't feel like it's worth a five threat, but the four threat like gives you this space where you can just like kind of be up like yeah. there's more up or down to them, and people are like, yeah, okay, I I buy it. Well, I think that from like Gwenpool and Squirrel Girl, like those are four threats that are kind of you know can go either way. You're saying they go both ways. Mm-hmm. I haven't read that lore. You should. Mm-hmm. It's really spicy comics, um, <laughs> but I, like, yeah, I think I think that's absolutely true. And I'm not saying they're not going to still create three bangers if Spectacular Spider-Man is top-notch than awesome. But I definitely feel like four is where they're trying to think the middle road of their future is possibly going to be. Mm-hmm. I think I'm not sure. I'm not in Will Shake's head, but the problem. Well, the problem probably, is that they're two safest for you. They got <laughs> almost all their twos are like really playable. I'm trying to yeah. think of a two that's not, and it's like. They're just all very playable. They're all sort of in rotation, other than like Bob. Bob would be the most. I mean, even he has like a niche. Yeah, yeah. and I've I would, seen him in places. I would say Wong is also a niche piece. Yeah, but yeah, but for the most part, I mean, they're all so playable that it just drags the game to the to like seven wide or eight wide at twenty type of a mm-hmm. potential. I don't know. It just depends. But what the core box did make me think like they got rid of fourteen, so now the threats fifteen to twenty. Okay. Um, they could easily make a couple threats that are like twenty one and twenty two, and then start kind of forcing the bell curve on list creation from, you know, threes to a lot of fours. But like that way, like right. sevens. You know, one way to balance sevens is if, um, the bell curve on points. Do you think that's what happens if they go to like twenty one or twenty two, or do you think it's just more two, even more twos and threes? I don't know if they'll ever design a two again. We'll have to see if they make another two, but they could be done with that they could be that's a, you know that's we'll see true i suppose yeah i mean how long has it been since they came out with the two i believe honey badger is she the last is one? honey badger more recent than wong and uh toad uh i think she is i think honey badger is the one the most recent okay probably so it's just yeah i mean if they're going to a higher point value then it will make things like malekith you know the, the hulks etc still have enough support around them so they're not feeling like you're narrowing your list builds. But they are still making threes, so it's, I don't know, it's like yeah. awkward. It's like a, the game is... Um, threes of the new twos. The granularity of the game is really weird. It's hard to like... It's like, it too much. it's not granular enough. Yeah. That's really the... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just curious of the meta shift in terms of point values going forward from this core box. Um, I don't think this core box is going to change that aspect of yeah, anything because i feel like the uh 
the fact that the twos and threes still exist. It's not like they like got them. I'm not getting rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. But like because they're still there, so everyone if they have an affiliated two, they're still going to take their affiliated two for the same reasons. So yeah, I'm not saying they're not going to get rid of them or that they're going to get rid of them. Yeah, but because they still exist, that that point shift doesn't exist. Yeah, from a, if you if you're talking about from a competitive meta standpoint, I think that this core box adds some new single character options to uh, currently existing competitive rosters, but does not fundamentally change the way that the game is being played. I don't think I was even saying that. It was more for future design that they might make more fours than threes and twos sure forward. i mean that's been this year the story of this year is just cracking yeah. out fours yeah yeah but prior more... to this year fours were the most underrepresented threat range um and black panther was still like the best four before uh logan and Sabretooth came out and he's like the second release for the, the second wave for the, the game mm-hmm. so um i feel like it's i guess my take is more that it's uh, them filling in a hole as opposed okay. to like a new design direction, but I hadn't considered that, and it's certainly possible that they want the game to be fours and fives and sixes and sevens. Mm-hmm. I do definitely like the fours and fives and sixes and sevens. I think a lot of people do. They want to see things on the field doing something, not just moving up and grabbing an extract and running away. I like fours. That's it. You like fours? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I just want to play a 16 point, four wide, four yeah. fours. That's like my spider foe's dream. Yeah. Gentleman's MCP. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You're a total square. Yep. Four by four. It's the best list. <laughs> I don't I don't disagree. Okay. Uh I guess I hadn't really shared my thoughts on the Merciless Merc, but <laughs> no. all right, let's get the spider. Um he's by far the most disappointing model in the in the maybe ever written. Uh, maybe ever <laughs> yeah maybe ever yeah For more than game. electra really yeah yeah weird uh when we get electra's uh character upgrade uh card yeah. she'll go to a five th- no that'll be the most disappointing ever at that oh, point. okay got it yeah i thought she's gonna go to a five and have like seven ninjas no yeah. she'll just be exactly the same somehow with, like they'll, a, somehow they'll put it in like a terrain pack a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hundred dollar yeah. terrain pack all right spectacular spider-man the other three he is a 3-3-3 three, three, three with 5 health, 3-threat, uh, size 2, medium move. I was surprised he's a medium Ooh. move instead of a long move, but yeah. um, I get it. Uh, so he has Swinging Strike, um, range 3, 5 die, physical builder, or sorry, gainer, um, with a elusive trigger. That's where he gets to advance short off of it for a wild and a hit. Uh, impact webbing, so same as... Uh, Gwen and uh, original corset Spidey, uh, range four, gainer, um, four dice, and with a push of size two on a wild. And then he has a spender, webhead wallop, uh, four cost, seven dice, range two. It has catch the uh, wild and hit trigger. When it's resolved, you can throw an interactive train feature of size two or less within three of him. Uh, into the it's actually better than throw it you just destroy it and then the character he's attacking gets collided with so um, nothing has to like he doesn't have to have a clear line to be able to throw it that's cool um he's a web slinger which means he gets to place within three as per usual spider-man uh he has this is probably my favorite 
named power <laughs> of any of the powers on the new cards. He has proportionate strength of a spider. Uh, so he gets a size three. It's a size three character throw within three, which is banger. Yeah. Um, and then he has uh, classic Spidey Sense, rerolling up to two of his defense or dodge dice, and wall crawler. And he's the same on the backside. The Spider-Man is like corset Spider-Man, but better for less threat. <laughs> he, he, this is the other one that made me think of like going forward instead of card updates because he's just like we literally had a cast where we were like, can Corset Peter just be three points? And then they were like, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> just, they're like, for four for a fourth threat, you get uh you get an additional health on your front side. Yeah. And you get like a worse a yeah. worse builder. And a long move. <laughs> and a slow speed, yeah, slower speed. Yeah, that's true. You do get a long move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I do think the existence of four threat Spidey made him a medium mover, made this Spidey a medium mover. I think if this had been the first time we'd ever seen Peter, like not five threat, like young Peter, they would have made this character a long move. I think yeah. only the existence of the four threat, they were like, well, he's got to have reasons. You got to have reasons to take the four threat. Yeah. Um, it's nice he has the elusive uh, trigger on his range tree builder too because um really it's a little hard the extra movement i mean that's what the character is about but yeah, yeah yeah but no he doesn't need it you're right he's got the place i saw some people indicate that he might be power starved but this dude has a range four and a range three gainer like he's just gonna be well, he's only getting one power on each right yeah the gainers guarantee it the problem with the other spider-man is like well i hope my five dice oh turn out okay and i gain power off of it yeah. here he can just make two attacks he's got three power for the turn he can place away or or throw a character or whatever it is he needs to That's do fair. Uh, he can make one attack and and swing so um yeah i like i like this spider-man yeah, if a only lot. he was an avenger i might play him uh, <laughs> his triggers would be sweet with new cap mm-hmm. they would be oh well yeah, too bad. <laughs> too bad. Spider-Man's never been a part of the Avengers, as far as I know. We heard on an interview with Will Schick with the Gamers Guild that apparently the Spider-Man is not going to be Avengers affiliated. But same Will Schick said that Winter Soldier is a rogue agent. So he, could he be also really wrong. said that uh, Logan and uh, Logan wasn't going to be in the X-Men. Uh, in the X-Men, and Sabretooth wasn't going to be, be in Brotherhood. In Brotherhood, so. yeah. So. It's hard to it's hard to know. You never know, honestly. <laughs> you never really know. Um, yeah. What do you guys think about the spectacular Spider-Man? I think the model and sculpt is awesome. Where he's fighting Venom. This is easily the best Spider-Man sculpt. Yeah, like I, I think it's a dynamic looking model. I'm gonna like mod it still a little mm, bit. Okay. I'm gonna make it look like the because I want like a black suit Spider-Man. Yeah. So I'm gonna make it look like the Venom symbiote's actually like engulfing him. Wow. Just paint your corset Spider-Man as the black suit Spider-Man. No, I'll never play him. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing stopping you from playing that model with these rules, right? I am. Okay, yeah. fair. I'll be like, that's not the, the only model. model. You can go only- to any other game shop <laughs> in the world and just say, hey, I'm proxying Spider-Man the with this. The only model that's allowed with is the... Uh, the the, the Hulkbuster Iron Man. Yeah, Hulkbuster Iron Man. He's the only one that's allowed to proxy. Cause- oh, where he comes out of the suit and then you can use him as regular Iron Man? Because it's the Mark whatever suit? Yeah. Okay. Because it's the only good looking Iron Man sculpt. It's the only good looking Iron Man sculpt. And also, you just never get to use it when he's Hulkbuster. It's on. What you do, it's a, to- it's a token to make your opponent make an attack. Yeah. And then he's and removed then he's from gone. the table. Yeah. 
What about the new Iron Man, the one in the new corset? He's a pretty garbage sculpt compared to that one, too, I think. Sculpt, yeah. We'll have to see in person. In it's person. possible just the angles. Oh, could have been bad. It okay. looks like he's like doing this like his chin down. He's trying really hard to be in like a pinup girl pose, is my take yeah. on the, wow. the new well, Iron Man. For me, it's like he's not looking where his hand's pointing. He's like looking down, but his hand's pointing up. He's doing out, the no like, look. No scope, yeah. Three yeah. three sixty no scope, yeah. It's also weird <laughs> when they like they they're like clearly push like his like right hand is like propelling himself a little bit, but then they don't actually sculpt the like the flame or like prope- like mm-hmm. there's no like blast coming out of there to like show the. It's just his hand is like kind of in this. Yeah, Maybe he's firing in that. Direction. It's like he's got a hover hand. He's reaching out it's for. Yep. But anyway, back to Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um. So sculpt is awesome. Um, I mean, he's going to be affiliated probably in Web Warriors, but mm-hmm. but isn't leader is three defenders? threat, but better than the four. I don't know. I don't think anything that hasn't been said that is different, or I have any opinion beyond that. But whatever the fluff justifications for Peter Parker at this age not being a leader of Web Warriors, I don't care. They should have given him a leadership. Yeah, uh, I'm mm-hmm. tired of feeling like you have to take. Miles, come on, throw us a bone. Let us lead a team with Peter and feel good about it. But yeah, oh well. Yeah, it won't happen. Hey, it was not going to happen. If it didn't yeah. happen here, it's not happening. He can't be affiliated and he can't be a leader because he's a lone wolf. I mean, you could have, uh, I could see them doing like Superior Spider Man as a leader, which. Ben Riley, is that? No, no. it's Doc Ock. Oh, it's oh Doc Ock's that one. Like, I could see him being a leader of Web Warriors because he actually does, uh, like, rally a team mm-hmm. of spider people yeah well, if they do the timelines bullshit they'll probably end up doing that where it's like a snapshot in time this is where this character was and the only just... awkward part is if they're gonna make it so that way him and like actual peter parker can't be on the the in the game at the same time because like they are in the game at the same time all the time this peter parker and the other peter parker yeah oh just like different because they do timelines yeah that's the only the only way they could bring spectacular Spider-Man back, or sorry, not spectacular, the superior Spider-Man back, is if the current, the actual timeline Spider-Man visited uh, the twenty ninety nine Spider-Man universe uh, at the same time that Doc Ock Spider-Man happened to be there. Oh my god, I feel like <laughs> I'm getting brain damage right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's welcome really, to the Spider Verse. <laughs> it's one of those things that's like it's comic stupid, but it's also really fucking cool. Like, fair enough. All right, well, Spectacular Spider-Man, I think, is spectacular. I'm excited about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's really good. What affiliations do you think you're excited about shoving him in? Uh, I actually think he's a really good splash model. Um, yeah. Just in general, like I'll definitely going to be gross as an X Man. Uh, yeah, he'll be really good as an X Man. That's for sure. Uh, I'll definitely try him in uh both. I'll try him in Sentinels and in uh, Midnight Suns. Um, I don't know that he'll make the final cut in Midnight Suns, but he just seems like an objective runner. That if he doesn't get the objective, or it turns out that the that's not what the game is about, like he's not just dead in the water. And having that the character throw. With the ability to generate the power every single turn to do that character throw um, is just sweet. And the rerolls are, I mean, I'll obviously play them in Web Warriors, yeah. but. Um, yeah, X Men, he'll have cover, which just tees off with his defenses a little better, mm-hmm. making him just an annoying model. And then, yeah, uh, just another beast scenario guy who throws people, you know, like beast him and Storm. Yeah. I mean, I think he's probably good in the Avengers. He f- definitely fits into Sam. 
right? Because he's another three threat model mm-hmm. with reasonable defenses. Good movement on his own, but then gets like bumped up. Um, like he's not the classic like Luke Cage type model where the healing is as important. But because of spider senses, he should be able to occasionally reduce the damage that's coming into him as chip damage and then heal that back, which is nice. So um, makes sense there, even if he's not affiliated. <laughs> he might be um, potentially, uh, we'll see. So you have like Beta Ray Bill. Well, no, no, he's not. Just Beta Ray Bill's got two power, and that's his big problem. Or that's his big, is it turns on so many. Yeah, Beta Ray Bill, yeah. But he does have a lot in he does have a lot of that DNA in what he wants to do with the three spot, which is interesting. Like, you know, if you just need a guy who's oh, like resilient three who has scenario play. Agreed. And kind of self sufficient that you don't have to spend yeah. power on him or anything else. I mean any faction that can give him an additional power on one so he can swing right away and then he's got like a range four, range three builder, like he can mm. be gaining power on turn one. Every so. faction can do that. Well, without advanced R and D. A force, uh, yeah, they can do that currently. I'm sure that'll Just be being. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a force, uh, sure. Though that requires you being attacked. It's fair. I'm thinking like Inhumans, where you can just pass him the power oh, and he can yeah. do it right away. Yeah. Or um, Steve, who just makes his swing cost one anyway. But mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Steve. Cheap. Yeah, Steve does that kind of stuff all the time. So, um, yeah. In those places, it's almost like you just take the five point Spider Man. I don't like a lot of cases. Uh, I mean, it depends. I feel like people only take the five point Spider Man because they specifically want to pick up the middle extract and like retreat. And also, the five point Spider Man's been replaced by four point Beta Ray Bill. Right. So then it's like if you can't afford Beta Ray Bill, then you just go down. It's basically like your progression of like tears down. Yeah. Are you a fancy lad who likes losing? You can take the five point Spider Man, but then you can bring it down to the Beta Ray Bill and start winning some games. But the thing I like about this spectacular Spider Man is that he's not just he's not black cat he doesn't just do the one thing and that's all he does and he's got to go get an extract and he can't pick up his own yeah uh, you know like he's this model that like can fight and throw like if you need him to contribute to uh secure play he's there for you if you need him to can like run an extract and be relatively safe he's there for you and if you're like i just need you to punch somebody he's like i can do my best yeah and i mean he's not like outstanding but he's a three threat and the fact that he has play across all three of those those avenues is is attractive the size three character throw is really the thing that just and the ability to to guarantee the power as long as he starts within three of somebody on his turn Mm -hmm. is just that's just sexy Mm -hmm. i do want to say i think i said this on the last cast um that all of the models in the core box including crossbones are um such better splashes like you know if you buy it you have 10 models that you like you could easily incorporate in a, whatever you're doing whether sure um so it's like yeah they're all just so more so much more like rules dense um that they just, they work in the more modern sort of meta mm-hmm. they they work yeah. like there's no, you're not like having to force the rules to like work out for it's not like captain marvel in her binary form and like trying to figure out how to generate the power so that then you can make the attacks good but you don't Mm -hmm. generate the power until you use the attacks and then you can go into binary form and then yeah you got it on your defense but then you never quite get it for the attack and like right like there's nothing like that yeah from these models there's nothing like peter of course that peter who is just like uh i never have the power to use the rules on my card like this peter can generate the power to use the rules on his card can he use them all at once 
No, not unless he's getting attacked. Yeah. But uh, he, the thing you need him to do, he can he can make sure that he can do that, and that's kind of the rule across the board. Like as much as I gave crossbones, at least with hit and run and a beam attack that's a gainer. Like he can generate the power, and he actually can like move hit and run get like another move and maybe he can actually get somewhere where the other one couldn't like yeah just had to decide am i gonna play scenario or am i gonna make one attack mm-hmm. like at least this guy can can like you can feasibly set it up without like uh getting deep in the chamber and like really like struggling to make your three three threat model do something relevant yeah so yeah i totally agree with you you got past the fart noises on crossbones. Congratulations! Yeah, <laughs> you found a you found I'm some sure. analysis in there. Somewhere. I'm sure. I'll, I'm sure I'll come back to it the first time I put him on the table. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like anyway. Whoa, that's just impressive. You're gonna put him on the table. I'm gonna put every model on the table at least one time. Mm. Well, the other thing about this core set is that the models make you want to put them on the table. That's yeah. also true. Yeah. And crossbones is probably yeah. one of the best upgrades. Me poo pooing the. Iron Man in this set is like still not great. Like he's still not great, but he's like a trillion times better than the core set Spider Man yeah. or uh, Iron Man. Iron Man. Yeah. yeah, there's no uh, squatty potty poses in this one. That's nice. That's a huge upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, core set Spider Man was an absolute turd. He just literally looks like the 80s guy in the spandex suit to like. Mm-hmm. You know, they he may as well just be the green man or whatever. <laughs> he just looks awful. Just always sunny. Yeah. <laughs> always sunny. Just, just paint him green. Yeah. He's doing the fingers thing. It kind of looks, you know. Yeah. yeah. I wish he actually he looked like, rather than having that weird, like, quilt on his uh, chest yeah. sculpted in it. He just looks so bad. Yeah. So, yeah, new one. So pretty stoked about the new one. Yeah, for sure. All right. We got one left. Winter Soldier. Agent. No, Operative. Operative. This one is the one that um, I looked at it, had some opinions, and then it's been a while. I haven't thought about him in a week. Uh, All right. Well, let's run through him. Yeah, yeah. So he's a 4-3-4. Nice defenses there. He is a 4-threat. So um, 6 health, uh, size 2, medium mover. Uh, He has the Spec Ops Rifle, range 5, 5 dice. After this attack is resolved, he is a a gainer. Or sorry, a, a builder. Um, it has suppressive wild trigger before damage is dealt for each wild in the attack roll. The target character loses a power. That's kind of cool. Um, concussion grenade, range three, cost one, five dice, energy. If it deals damage, uh, it hands out stun. So basically, like all the grenades so far in the game hand out incinerate, but not Bucky's. It hands out stun. So I, that, I mean, it's a concussion grenade. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Has a wild trigger, blinding flash. After the attack is resolved, the target character and enemy characters within two of it gain the shock special condition. That's pretty sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his second spender, the red agent, uh, range three, cost three, seven dice, uh, physical attack. And then it has a wild hit trigger called clean sweep. After this attack is resolved, deal one to each other enemy character within three of this character. So not the target, three of him. Those are his attacks. He has hidden run for two power. He has a rule called kill box for three power. When an enemy character ends in advance or is placed within four of this character, this character may use a superpower. Choose an interactive terrain feature of size three or less and within two of the enemy character is advanced or placed. Destroy the terrain feature. The enemy character suffers a collision as if the terrain feature had collided with it. The superpower can only be used once per turn. So basically Green Goblin's ability, I believe. 
Mm-hmm. Is there any difference to it, actually? Yeah. He still has Spetsnaz training. Character may reroll one die when attacking or being attacked by characters within range one. And he has stealth. So he gains stealth, lost hider tactics, and he can only shoot his gun once once per turn. He no longer has your back in his fourth threat. What do we think? Um, <clears throat> I want to say I like him a lot, except for he's a four threat. If he was a three, 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 like if he had three, three, three defense with a three cost. And five and a, health. And five health, yeah. I'd be like more about this guy, I think. I don't know. He's tough. His rule's really interesting. And he's going to combo with new Steve like bonkers. That's so much chip damage everywhere. I can't wait to play him with uh, Green Goblin, Cassandra Nova, and Magneto. By Magneto, do you mean Mysterio? Nope. Does Magneto also have an ambush ability? No, we got to put terrain out there. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get rid of the terrain so fast, we got to create our own. Okay. Mm -hmm. With Emma Frost, I take it? So you can have a leadership? It's going to have to be Emma Frost. (laughs) (laughs) Is that 19 points, right, for those four? It's uh, a six, a five, a four, a four, a four. And a four. So we're gonna so, have, we're gonna need a new point level. Gonna need gonna need a new crisis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gonna have to. Like ask that's what I was that. talking about. Twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twenty two threat. Give or take. Threat. That's twenty three threat. We're gonna need that twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that just concussion a, grenade is just uh, like the concussion exciting. grenade is uh super hot. Mm-hmm. That one gets me hot for sure. Like I would think about him if he was. If he was actually a rogue agent, this one would immediately replace regular Bucky in my Sentinels list. Immediately. Mm-hmm. Because what he does is so much cooler. I mean, the only reason you actually have him in a uh, Sentinels list is because he's three points. Yeah, because otherwise I guess I play... I would play this over a Mark IV <laughs> if it was like an authoritative model. You're not even playing Sentinels at that point. Yeah, I am. Cassandra Nova and Sentinel Prime are all the Sentinels you need. Just imagine that Cassandra Nova is basically Nimrod, and then you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of Nimrod. <laughs> yeah, what about it? His art was on one of the cards. Oh. Ooh. So maybe one day they will make a Nimrod. Oh, for sure. They specifically called it out in the, like, the video, I think. Oh, maybe that's many extravaganza. Nimrod's coming mm-hmm. right as I'm getting ready to switch off of Sentinels again for exactly. a while. Exactly. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not coming for like two years. So. That's true. God, Nimrod <laughs> yeah. will be another eight. I think I heard a rumor online somewhere, so, you know, with grain of salt on all of it, but apparently Cassandra Nova might be in Deadpool 3, the movie. Interesting. I heard a lot of characters are supposed to be in Deadpool 3. Yeah. It's making me super terrified. Yeah. (laughs) Just jam (laughs) as many bad guys as they can into it. And good guys. And good guys. Yeah. Uh, It's just going to be a cameo city USA. Um, I think, I think I know why you like this model a lot is that it's an incredibly cerebral model to play. Like positioning is going to be the most important, and that's what you tend to like a lot in miniatures. I think this may be a voice to your playstyle, Josh. Mm. But that he's got to be in the right range to do this, to do the sweep, to get the concussion blast and and shock. You get to play like a complex three dimensional chess game to get everybody in position for him to do the maximum amount of stuff. I mean, yeah, that's fun. I don't think it's that hard. Like, I don't think it's very cerebral. Like, I think you just like. Uh, your opponent puts three models around an objective and like a big model of yours that they're trying to kill, and you're like, uh, "Suck, suck a bunch of shock, idiots!" <laughs> like, <laughs> so you don't think people can play around? Oh, someone? for sure. And the fact it's a trigger means he needs to go specific places. 
Um, but like, it doesn't have expensive. to be. It doesn't have to be just Steve, right? Like I said, Sentinels, and part of that's just like you absolutely spend power off of Prime fishing for a while, like uh, on yeah. a reroll there for that, right? Sure. Um, so that concussion grenade is awesome. The rest of his card, I'm like, that's fine. The concussion grenade is literally what shock is like is so powerful and it's particularly powerful on a lot of models that people like really like to play. And it's part, it's part of the reason why dynamo is so powerful is the package of shock plus the rerolls. Mm -hmm. This is just the shock, but it's like an AOE shock. And the, the first time that you shock three of your opponents because you hit one wild on a grenade throw and you shock three of their models, you're going to get an erection that's <laughs> 10 miles long. Especially like, if <laughs> two of those models is Crimson Dynamo and their Bucky, their three-point Bucky. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. just, oh, that's it. They might as well quit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, uh, so I guess I was making the comment not against playing against somebody just walking into the trap, but if someone's I mean, trying to play around it, you have to be a little bit more strategic with it. You do, but the nature of the game is just going to generate places where this is going to happen. Sure. Like, and it's not even that your opponent is playing badly; they're just taking a calculated risk, and they identify that what they need to do requires these models to be. I mean, within range two of the target is like. That's act, that's like a huge band of the table yeah. that he shocks when he when he hits a, a character. So it's like even if all it did, if all it did was like uh, this stuns is like a five die energy for one that also stuns and has a wild shock. You would you would throw that grenade several times over the course of a game. The fact that it does it for one wild to everybody within two. You pick up two characters with it, like the one you targeted and one other, you're just like, it's just gravy. He's like an auto-included new Steve. I mean, I think you definitely want to try him in new Steve. He's definitely a character that I would I would put in that 10 to try out. I would definitely auto-include him in new Steve. <laughs> yeah. And probably in MODOK, too. Yeah. So I think he's cool. I think the fact he's not a rogue agent and he's four threat. And he does, like, you want... I think you got to want the concussion grenade. If you, for whatever reason, are like, eh, I don't need to worry about that with my list, or that's, like, not adding enough to what else I'm doing, then, like, I don't think that you play him. If you're, like, killing stuff so fast, you don't care if they have status effects. Right. That's, like, when I, like... There's so many times I play lists, and I just do not give a shit about status effects because I'm killing their stuff so fast. So it's, like... Yep. Or if the case is, like... Uh, I don't know what you need is a model that helps you against like a, a super tall list. Then maybe it's, although even there it could be pretty good cause they tend to clump up Yeah, and shocking like Malekith and Modok together seems pretty sweet. Yeah. So I think to me, I'm sure like it's not that hit and run is not a good rule. And it's not that I think that Killbox is not a good rule. I think that those are nice to have on a card, but if he didn't have the concussion grenade, I'd be like, yeah, this guy seems fine. The fact he has a concussion grenade, I'm just like, uh, yeah, yeah, let's try it. <laughs> yeah, he's just such a good mid-range. Like, if your goal is to not kill somebody and to also you don't have, like, a linear scenario steal play, like, he just lets you do the all the things, you know? Yeah. He's just awesome. Like, him and Web Warriors, just, like, thinking about it, right? Like, him and Web Warriors, you're like, uh, you know, one of your characters, like Venom or Gwen or whatever, they... In their activation, and they pull a model that's already activated next to another model in the center, and then uh, Bucky's chucking a, 
a shock grenade into them and now yep. they're shocked like attacking your web warriors further on like that's super enticing it's part of the reason the crimson dynamo is so good is he likely to make my list over crimson dynamo and I, to me that's like maybe the hardest thing about him is not comparison to old bucky but the comparison to current crimson dynamo yeah that's true it's a four to four and that's like hey, yeah, yeah. that's a lot harder to justify <laughs> and dynamo shocks are gaining in power yeah and, and he just he can just sit in the middle and like he's got the dr and shut all people's rolls down you know yeah so i might have just talked myself out of yeah. excited <laughs> about winter yeah. soldier but <laughs> <laughs> talk well, yourself in a circle right away out of it mm. i will say if anybody wants to use this model instead of the original winter soldier you won't allow them I'm totally down. Oh, oh. go for it! You don't, you don't like his, uh, his schoolboy, his schoolboy mom cut his hair with a bowl on his head. Look, I, I mean, I do like Nick's version. They got painted up as like a custodian. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> it just looks like a custodian. It's, yeah, he's got a onesie on. <laughs> nice. Anything else about Winter Soldier operative? I hope he's an Avenger. <laughs> That's literally every character. Yeah. Like, well, please be an Avenger. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice if that affiliation finally got some models added to it. Right? <laughs> All right, so that rounds out. Oh, uh, Lance, you weren't on the cast last, and you had some thoughts on Cap Marvel, since uh, she, oh. she likely will be. A force affiliated. Like yeah, I think that's more what I was trying to think of with it. The idea of the power gain. Let me pull her up here real quick. Um, having to get the power gain to get into the secondary form, but you get the transportation move, but she doesn't have a throw in her regular when she did in her before. You know, it's. I'm trying to debate whether or not I think she's better or worse than the original, um, specifically in A Force. And I'm still thinking about that. I just haven't put a lot of time into it. But. Um, it's it, the transformation thing is interesting in terms of not having to worry about filtering the power to her to get the binary form up and having it last through just generating the power gets her the transform. Um, I don't know. It, it's a weird, it's going to be a weird like teeter totter of keeping her in the power range where she's on the high end where we want her to be. And would rather she stayed as much as possible and trying to spend less power off of her versus more. It kind of prevents you from going all out because then she loses some of versatility and things. Well, you can't spend power on her in her form before she changes. There's like literally no way to do that. Because it's the, when she generate, does she come out of it after when she has less? So you get to decide. So at the start of this character's activation, if it has uh, less, it may use a superpower. The character transforms into cosmic adventure normal. Oh, okay. Right. So you may. Oh, I thought it just automatically happened. Okay. That was a a misread. And then, and you, you'll want to in a lot of places because she can't generate power other than through uh, energy absorption or taking damage in her binary form, right? She doesn't have any way, any like attacks to generate power. What about the A force? But in A force, you get to generate it with a leadership. Yeah. So, uh, I think that in A force, you'll get her into binary form on turn two and she'll just stay there. The, stay whole, there game. the whole game. Okay. I think maybe yeah, there maybe. might be, maybe she, maybe she spends power a little too fast for that to happen. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, I was going to probably play her with uh, OG red skull. Cause same, same reason. Basically her attacks actually generate the power. Well, they're like a net zero. Oh, uh, the one is the one, not the warbird, yeah. but the binary blast is. Yeah. I, I think it makes her a, 
like I want her to get hit so we can get to that level. So it makes the special delivery trigger a little bit more interesting, like to have her be the person to carry her. Well, forward. she only needs to get hit one time, right? Right. Well, well, well somebody on your team needs to get hit one time. So she, she gets one power. Yeah. So she'll get oh, no, the. She needs six power. She needs six. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a matter of like trying to figure out the ramp to get her to that level and then stay there. I don't know if round yeah, round two is probably where it happens, I guess, with the power gain afterwards. But I feel like it's like the same. You're in the same boat as the previous one. You're just going to every time somebody takes the damage and you can put something on her, you're going to. Yeah. Yeah. She's, just, she's the first choice of the leadership ability. Yeah. yeah. It's just that once she gets flip, like you'll just stay there because she gets to charge for free in that yeah. form. And then, yeah, your attacks cost power, but whatever. Like... And you switch when you need to switch. Yep. Yeah, I was just thinking of her in that moment. You probably won't need to. Yeah, I, yeah. Depends on how important it is to make Warbird attacks, I guess, which we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, because she doesn't need. Does she she lost the ability to throw, right? She doesn't do that uh, anymore. She has a throw on a. Does she have a throw on her normal on a side? Wi- on her no, no, not on the normal side. Only when she's powered up. Uh, yeah, she oh, she has a wild though. throw on her on the warbird on warbird yeah okay yeah she also has just a spend two power throw i'm just getting warmed up throw a character yeah yeah throws enemy character or terrain feature both sides four or less and within uh two and throw medium oh for some reason i literally just kept jumping over that line as i was looking (laughs) i don't know why okay so so she's a natural throw plus a throw from the yeah that's fine she still has her throw yeah her good very good throw yeah her cost two size four medium throw yeah Yeah. Yeah. her whole throw yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, so, not quite, because he only spends one. Only with Steve. I know. <laughs> <laughs> she also only spends one. Nah, she won't be played with Steve. Okay. I think the <laughs> in one the core box she will. Yeah, yeah, she will be played with Steve. Yeah. Uh, I to me, I still think one of the coolest things about her is that she's a transformed character now, mm-hmm. and we've. I think I said this on the last cast. She always should have been. Right. Well, we've seen how powerful that ability can be. And so that's the other reason yeah. you might decide that you just want to change back is to get a transform place. Yeah. So with like the Ant Man Wasp kind of mechanics of yeah bouncing just the things. the one inch place. Yep, between whatever. So yeah, I just find her interesting. I didn't think about them making her a transformer model, and it's cool mm. that they're doing it. And then just trying to look at it the narrow focus of that. So so okay, we'll force. We'll have to see how freely because you get to choose. Mm-hmm. Does she have to? She has to have what? Uh, Three or less power. Three or less for zero to switch her back to normal. And then six to switch her up. Yep. You can, like, either at six, you can pay three for a warbird, switch back, and then immediately make, like, a sonic boom attack and hope that you gain three power and potentially change back. So you could, like, it's possible. We'll have to see, but it's possible there's places that you could play her where you can make her dice, like, relatively reliable such that she might be able to transform a couple times a turn unless it specifically says she can't but um uh, it can only be used once per turn for the ready or not no, that's the different one no yep. yeah no, it looks so like it doesn't say anything can, looks like she can transform back and forth sure if you're able to manipulate your power in that potentially way potentially a reason to not play advanced r&d on turn one so you can advance r&d power from somebody else onto her mm-hmm. oh i see yeah okay it's not good no but it's a thing you could do with advanced R&D that's not good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, we can move on to the tactics cards. All right. Uh, I don't know that we need to go over every single tactics card, but are there any that like really stood out to you guys? 
Well, I thought what was interesting about their design space with these cards, I think all of them just reference the character, not the model. Yeah. They, he had mentioned on the initial stream, like for the release, Wilshick did, that they specifically designed them with an eye towards being able to use the cards both with the new models and with the old models. Mm-hmm. Which that opens up a lot of play for old models, which I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can start. Uh, I'm pretty excited about Go Get Em Tiger, Peter Parker's new cards. It's unaffiliated reactive. When an allied Peter Parker dazes or KOs a non-grunt enemy character after the effect is resolved, Peter Parker may spend two power to play this card. If he's holding an objective token, he can remove up to three damage and up to one special condition. And if he's not contesting a secure token, he may advance short. Those aren't one or the other. It's just if those conditions are met, those happen. So he can heal and move, ideally to a secure. There's a lot of times with Amazing Spider-Man where I'll end up like, like in order for him to do his thing, like kind of end up a little in no man's land where he's like relatively safe, I guess. But like... Mm -hmm. You know, he's gone in, he's made his attack, and now he's, like, kind of standing, and you're like, um, you know, like, maybe you already used your web swing and you don't really have the ability to walk back to it or whatever. It just, it, like, happens more often than it feels like it should with that model. And uh, this is, like, one, he's already a tanky model, so just having a card that heals him and removes a condition on him is pretty sweet. And then on top of that, like getting that short move to get back on a medium base to get back to a secure or to like to replace him after he like hits a trigger on his builder and has to place like in a different place because of it. Um, Those are both pretty sweet. So I am at some point I'm going to go back to Web Warriors and try to build a amazing Spider-Man roster where the goal is to play that guy as a leader. I recognize that Miles is uh contextually and competitively a better model which is why that's where i've played but i want to try to build an amazing spider-man list um and i just haven't spent a lot of time with it and this card has me kind of excited because i'll i'll try that out with him for sure Mm -hmm. i like the the design of these cards specifically with the idea of giving you kind of like modular options uh similar to magic cards like you know pick one of these things do X, Y, or Z. And this one is, oh, if he has the objective token, you can do this to heal him and remove the special condition, etc. But if he's not, then you can do this other thing. Well, that's what I... He gets yeah. to do both. Oh, if he, does, has, if he has an objective oh, token both. and he's not oh, on the secure... I was looking at happen. the Baron one afterwards. Oh, where gotcha. It's just like you have to choose... What, you can choose one of the three things, but it's just what you need at the moment that you need to play the card. So it makes it a little more strategic of when you could put it down. So I'm a Baron after all. I liked the design of because it felt like a magic card. Sure. It's kind of like, play this at the time when one of those three things is best, preferably later in the game so you can get maximum benefit. But you also don't want to be losing the game either. You want to be in a tight con- contest where this will tip you over the balance of being able to do something awesome like, you know, modify a bunch of dice, remove, you know, remove damage, or if he doesn't have any power on him and you want to put a bunch of power on him, go for it. Um, and then, or the, the battle plan with Steve, same kind of thing. It's just he may spend three and he and each other allied character can choose one of the following effects. It's kind of mm-hmm. that same thing, being able to choose what is works best for you. Yeah, modal, modal cards are always yeah. uh, fun to play, and uh, typically the modes tend to be less powerful because you're given the choice of making sure that you get one that applies to the situation. Sure. So when you find a modal card where it doesn't feel like the choices are less powerful, that's where you know it probably is, is pushed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Zemos feels like it's less powerful than they might otherwise be. Mm. The it doesn't battle cost him anything either. It doesn't. Yeah. 
Um, I know Colin was excited about Battle Plan. I was kind of lukewarm on it, but tell tell us what you fantastic. Well, one, it's uh, so I love. Well, the one inch, the the one inch place is spectacular. Like it's just like this. Like you just take either the Steve Rogers. uh, I know they have to be within three to get one of the either remove the special condition or remove one damage or uh, a one inch place. But it's just like I kind of want to. Like play Immortal Hulk now in Avengers, and just like you have like the heal if you want it, you have like you can get rid of a condition, you can mm. place him with, you can get a bump for like a one bump if we need it. Like that's like really powerful. I mean, I think the fact that this card lets each character pick which of those you don't have to pick an option, yeah. and then all the characters do that. The fact that each character gets to pick one of those options and do what they want. Mm. That's I will agree that that's pretty sexy about the card. This mm-hmm. card, this card's super wild, actually. Like because it's just a Steve Rogers card, yeah. so you can mm-hmm. play Bully Cap as you a can. splash in somewhere else, mm-hmm. and then that's just giving you access to, you know, X Man's all being able to place one. Just that's a good point that I hadn't considered. That yeah. is actually kind of. I was just thinking about leader caps. Yeah, no, but, he's yeah. just. You could just say, yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. Um, that this is unaffiliated. Splash it in and bring this card with you. Yeah. Play it in shield and remove your uh, shocks from your uh, Bucky and yeah. your. Uh, <laughs> there it is. To undo your entire concussion grenade. Damn it! Yeah, we got you good, fucker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, conversely, this could be really fucking obnoxious if Bully Steve starts making it in like cat dog lists, you know, and then that's what he's doing is like bumping Malekith, bumping Malekith, and yeah, it's like hmm. three power is like a that's a real cost three power plus range yeah. three well, is a real but cost it's but just three power from him I know I know it's like but that model has to get three power and has to be within range three of the so models that you want to have it if you're happen. playing one of the Sam or one of the Steves in Sam spam or something and he's just catching like four dudes you're like that's a lot of like value yeah for sure yeah yeah this is another one too it's like you could play bully cap in weapon X. Like, it's just an interesting faction to have access to this. That's the first Weapon X model anyway, and he should be affiliated. 100%. Yeah. There's some flavor. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a flavor. It's flavor. should be in yeah. Avengers. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes sense as a bully cap. I was uh, fighting for him and being a yeah. Weapon X. Well, this is eventually, eventually a huge buff for them. That's true. Huge yeah. buff. I guess I got to try that out Yeah. when I go into Weapon X. Yeah, that's a lot of jank for them. Um, And then a lot of heat. Yeah. I don't know. Pretty cool. All right. You guys have sold me a little bit more on this card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about the splash potential. That's pretty. That's pretty sexy. Yeah, that's with all these cards. I think. Well, I know, but I think it's specifically that I think of Steve Rogers as like you take him as a leader and you don't take him anywhere else. And I don't really think about Bully Cap because people don't play him. And I know you've been playing him lately, and he's a fine model, but he's not like he's not a model that you reach for as like a like I'm going to splash this. This is what I yeah. want. You're like fine, but it's not like a plan. But battle plan actually is literally a plan. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> says it right in the card. Yeah, he brings those hydro tactics. Yeah, is it good enough to splash bully cap? I don't know, but it's worth trying. I think yeah. that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Cute. So there's a card I kind of want to mention, just because one, I think it's ridiculously stupid. Okay. Uh, the uh, repulsor refraction. Or, yeah. Repulsor refraction. It's the new. Oh, the new, West. the new, yeah. But it's hilarious because it hits it hits Captain America this time, rather than so he'll actually take the he'll take a damage for being under the template. Yeah, because you have to put the template in contact with his base. Yep. Instead of it just saying you measure from him. Yep. Why? He's just like give it to me. 
because <laughs> well, he's gonna play battle plan and heal immediately. So yeah, who cares? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's <laughs> just play right into the other tactic card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I, I don't know. Uh, this one is also like uh, interesting because, as you mentioned, a lot of them are very uh, character agnostic. Like some Steve Rogers, some Peter Parker. This one is specifically these two corset models. This oh, yeah, right. this corset Iron Man and this corset Captain America. Mm-hmm. But why? It's too powerful otherwise, Colin. Yeah. It's literally worse than... This card is perfectly balanced for those two models <laughs> if Captain America takes it one point of damage to do it. That's... Like, Ricochet Blast <laughs> is like... Thousands of games tested. <laughs> so many lab rats. Lab rats are just being thrown in buckets in the street, dead. <laughs> like, just having to be having to play this. Yeah, the entire the entire uh, computing power of Bitcoin mining China, all dedicated <laughs> to running simulation yeah. after simulation. This, yeah. this is kind of one of the things that disproves Nigel's theory about them replacing the old stuff. This is just literally ricochet blast, but worse in like every possible way. Yeah. That's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 He says that's what we're going to get. So mm. quit wishing for it. <laughs> you ask him to buff something, they're just going to make it worse. Yeah, Ricochet Blast is what? Do they both spend one power each? We've never had a card for Invincible Iron Man and Captain America First Avenger. I don't know what you're talking about, about a repeat. <laughs> I guess you're right. This one, uh, Ricochet Blast, is just for Iron Man and Captain America. Yep, exactly. So Boom. Weren't you saying the tactic card you thought for Crossbones somehow saved him earlier? Uh, it's not that it, I do think his tactics card is powerful. Okay. So we can definitely talk about his yeah, tactics You just card. mentioned it earlier. I felt like we... What's that one? Dig that in. That is dig in. Yep. So, so it's the first time, I think, that anybody in the game has gotten just like, you cannot be moved. Like, straight up. Mm, no, that's not true. The best replacement for follow me is uh, you just can't be moved, period. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. So the Wolverines. Yep. And now Dig In. That's right. So that doesn't bode well for Dig In. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So uh, interestingly, this is not unaffiliated. This is Cabal, so you cannot be splashing your Crossbones Merciless Merc out there and get the benefit of this. Oh, no, criminals. That was the whole point. (laughs) (laughs) So you can't use this with Kingpin's leadership. Um, Cabal Reactive. During the power phase, an allied Brock Rumlow. This card actually, so like obviously I've looked at Crossbones cards and clearly it must say Brock Rumlow on it It somewhere. But this card is the first time I ever knew that Crossbones name was Brock Rumlow. I like looked at it and I was like, who the fuck is this? Mm. (laughs) What character does this go to? So during the power phase, an allied Brock Rumlow may play this card. Even just saying the name, you're like, that that model is going to suck in the game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this round, Brock Rumlow cannot be moved by enemy or allied effects. Additionally, for the rest of this round, while defending, Brock Rumlow may reroll any number of his dice. This is better than Wolverines. Wolverines is just can't be pushed or thrown by enemy effects. <laughs> and also costs six power. This yeah. costs... No power Nothing. happens in the power phase, not during his activation. Yeah. And he cannot be moved Yeah, by anything other than crisis effects. Yep. And he can combo that with Indom and uh, have two turns of like... Of pretty difficult to move. Yeah. Yep. And then the re-rolling defense dice... I mean, he's only rolling, re-rolling his two energy or his two mystics. So. <laughs> yeah. Eh, 
like, eh, but yeah. like, it's it's a noteworthy card, and I feel like we're getting it for the first time on the model that they're like, we're pretty sure this is the least offensive model for this effect to happen on. Yeah, I don't disagree, and it uh, yeah, it definitely helps him. It helps him. It for sure helps him. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> maybe if you're playing him, I oh, know it's got to be in Cabal. I was like, maybe you play him in in uh, in Hydra. So that you can play New Zemo. So you get a six tactics card for free. So this doesn't cost you a slot. <laughs> but no, it can't do that. It's got to be Cabal only. So yeah, I don't know. It's just a, it's a powerful effect and a cool card. And definitely is like a, a check mark in his favor. But whether it's worth a tactics card slot for this effect on Brock Rumlow, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I knew his name was Rumlow because of the movie. God, and it's a Cabal card, too. There's a movie called Rumlow? No. The Captain America movie where he blows himself up. They call him Rumlow. Oh. I don't know if I heard this. I probably didn't know that that was Crossbones. Oh. Is that in the first Captain America? It's in Winter Soldier. Oh, one of my least favorite movies of all time. (laughs) Winter Soldier? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wait. Wow. No, it's not Winter Soldier. It's... Yeah, yeah, it is Winter Soldier, the one where they Hydra goes. Hydra takes there, over yeah, Shield, yeah. Yeah, it was was it like? Well, technically, was it during the scene when Nick Fury was using his lightsaber ring to cut through twenty five feet of no. of asphalt and steel? Is that the very end when like the Billy's collapsing and there's like the three the ships in the oh, air? Oh, yeah. All right, that guy's Crossbones. That's Crossbones. Yeah. Do they ever yeah. call him Crossbones in the movie? Well, in Civil War, they definitely call him Crossbones because he's actually got the full on Crossbones like outfit and then the two gauntlets. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, Wanda throws him into the building and it yeah. explodes and it creates the Segovia cord like thing. It's the kind of the triggering event of the movie. Gotcha. That's the ultra. Without one. Crossbone, there's the, no Civil War is the not the ultra. Oh, it's the one where they're in Wakanda, like later on, because they have to run away. No, at the, at the, the end, at the, the end credits, they do. Oh, it's yeah. the one where they find the Spider-Man airport. for okay. the first time. Yeah, yeah. okay, okay. That's the one. Oh yeah, that was memorable. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> did Carol Danvers not get a specific character card? I mean, I see the. Um, I don't think so. No, they had the joint effort where it has a picture of her and Jen Walters beating up Abomination or something. Oh yeah, that is. There. But they don't. She doesn't have one name. She with may. Her. We we don't. Yeah, I guess the, we don't have every single spoiled. card from yeah. the. I just meant spoiled from the core set. Is my understanding? Yeah, that's fair. Okay. It's cosmic obliteration. Is Johann Schmidt Schmidt's mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a what spoil. Any any of the other cards that are of of note or interest to anybody, or should we move on? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the return of climbing gear. Everybody was excited about that. But you have to have Natasha Romanoff. Oh, the Ascension thing where they get wall crawl. Vertical assistance, advance. yeah. Is the advance, I mean, the advance small to put somebody back onto a position or onto a point for secure, maybe? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's just you gain wall crawler as well until yeah. the end of the round. Yep. So you get an immediate short advance out of it, mm-hmm. which is nice. But also, just if you need to move across to size five, now you can. Right. With your Ghost Rider. Crossbones. I mean, There's... Crossbones is gonna move slow. He's gonna do. Crossbones gonna do. I was just bringing him up as the butt of the every yeah. joke of this pack. Don't so give Crossbones vertical assistance. <laughs> <laughs> Pro tip. <laughs> I guess he gets the short moves. So you're just like, I'm tripling his move output. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, so that is everything from the core set part two. In addition. We've now seen, uh, well, I've only seen one interview, but there's apparently been two interviews 
yeah, with him. See the other one with the Gamers Guild, and then the one I've seen is the one with the Professional Casual Network with Will Schick at Gen Con, and they talk about basically all the things that they talked about in the the um, the keynote. But the one like notable takeaway, at least my takeaway from the way that she is talking is that we shouldn't expect any character updates, no character update card pack um, for many extravaganza. He didn't say those words, but he said a bunch of words that sure sounded like those <laughs> words to me mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. What do you guys think? And how do you feel? Yeah, I definitely thought it sounded like he was saying no card pack, but yeah. And, Again, when they did the last one, they said this is never happening again, and then everybody immediately started saying, "No, oh. that's not what the oh. okay." So, see, that's I was like in our Discord, I was just like, "They should just be straight," unless they were, and I wasn't there, and I didn't hear it, and then all the gaming community just decided that it was whatever they wanted, and uh, in which case, uh, that's on me for not going back and watching old keynotes for the yeah. game before I started playing it. But yeah, if they said that word, this is not a thing that's happening, then. I don't know why we thought it was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mostly because a lot of the people that are wishlisting it are pretty accurate about like rain making um, this nonsense. But um, hey, I mean, a shotgun hits a lot of things. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But um, this is one that they've only ever said that they're not doing it. And then um, mini extravaganza literally was like delayed by, you know, three months or four, however many months, you know, if it should have been in March um i guess darn near six months at some at this point by the time it actually comes out mm. um and then they've got this whole schedule and stuff i think they're gonna have i think mini extravaganza will have new things that we are not even prepared for like rapper and i don't know think i think obviously mark ii is off the table but you know stuff product releases ideas that we aren't uh, angles of attack that we are not considering is going to be sliding in Hmm. Like card pack twenty twenty four essentially. No, maybe. no card pack. We're out there. We're off that. Not not this year, but next year. No, probably no. never. No card pack. Don't ever, ever expect it to ever happen. Ever. Okay. And then if it does happen, you'll be pleasantly surprised. But probably yeah. don't ever expect it to happen. But I thought they were going to do the tarot card things for all the old ones too. No, the tarot cards is for crisis cards. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Are you talking about the sideways cards? Yeah. The sideways cards is for any product that they print going forward. Yeah. Full okay. So there is an opportunity for them to address old models that don't have sideways cards like they have with Spider-Man. Right. But sure, if they put that model in a different pack. Yeah. So I think something more along the lines of you've got Professor X coming out. Mm-hmm. You got Iceman and Kitty Pride and Nightcrawler and all these cool dudes. Mm-hmm. It's rounding out the mansion. They took the big screenshot. But then what if amongst this stuff? is the X-Men first class box, which has just got Storm, Colossus, Cyclops, and Wolvie as a four-pack, and it's all new dudes just like this core set. And then, like, you know, the next, you know, like, they'll do the same thing for Spider-Foes and whoever. Those like, characters weren't in first class, though. They literally yeah. are doing that. What? What? What do you mean? Now, They're... he's saying that this pack will be the same as the affiliation pack in terms of those are the characters, but with core, like the new core set treatment, so they're new sculpts, actually new rules, oh. new sculpts, new rules, okay. same yeah. character. If they just say '90s cartoon X Men, then yeah, all day. Maybe well, the problem is they already exist. The '90s cartoon X Men are what they made. No, I know, just but doing it as a special pack with new sculpts and new rules. Mm. 
Yes, that's possible. What's not in the game that needs to be in the? I'm not a Marvel guy. What's in the game? Not in the game that needs to be in the game besides Fantastic Four. Needs is a strong word. Yeah, it's all wants at this point. Like the mm. needs are there. I feel like. You mean like what? What big area of the Marvel Cinematic Universe isn't being addressed right now? Yeah, a new Wolverine that shits on Malekith. <laughs> <laughs> the Malekith killer. Yeah. Inhuman, Inhumans have a pretty short like that's they haven't been touched very much. Yeah, but that's because Marvel doesn't touch them very much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In terms of making Kamala Khan just a I think mutant, no. The other thing too is if you're an MCP player and you're like Inhumans, Winter Guard, X Force, Weapon X. Like the nice. little itty bitty sub factions, I don't really expect you have you know you'll occasionally pick up a like oh yay Quicksilver's in my well but I, like I feel like there needs to be like a Defenders kind of release a Defenders release would yeah. be cool so I mean a Defenders affiliation pack could certainly be something that I could foresee them announcing at Mini Stravaganza in mm, four yeah. weeks right yeah like that's something that I believe could happen there's just so many I don't know that I believe that they'll uh, release a new Storm Cyclops. Yeah, uh, oh, I'm like 100 percent on this. Wolverine, and whatever. <laughs> I, I think I think we already got our new Wolverine, and I think Storm is fine, and I think they're just uh, they all like me. They all hate Cyclops, so he's just going in the, the yeah. toilet for all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be the same model, just with a jacket. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably. Yeah, I think Marvel's wrapping up a run on a new X Men book series they've been doing for a long time by um, Hickman. That's been telling a story of the mutants being on like their own little island and doing their thing. So yeah, I can see them, yeah. So I can see them doing like an updated version of the X-Men for that particular timeline and doing new sculpts and new roles off of those just because it's kind of wrapping up and moving into a different thing. Mm-hmm. That could be now that seems unlikely just because Nightcrawler. Well, no, Nightcrawler has the pirate cutlass, but I mm-hmm. think that's because he can go to Excalibur or whatever they want to be able to do. Excalibur would be interesting. Um, uh, yeah, when they get into that with Lockheed and they definitely and are going to have some Excalibur action going at some point, and have Psylocke be in it with Betsy. Mm-hmm. And why do you Captain Britain and everything? Why do you think that? Uh, because of the Nightcrawler cutlass bit, and then um, um, what was the other one? Um, Dark Phoenix, Phoenix, Dark Phoenix doesn't necessarily say anything, but it could be a point to it. But yeah, Excalibur is kind of low hanging fruit, and they're kind of they're like circular, releasing a bunch of crap around it. So mm-hmm. all they really need need to do is have like a Captain Captain Britain uh, and like three other people, like just a little four pack, or whatever. Yep. I mean, something that I think is actually kind of randomly missing is like Hulk villains. Like, who are the Hulk villains? Abomination, Abomination leader. leader um, who would I Hulk fight? Who is I Hulk's f- primary foil? Primary foil was leader. Leader? Yeah. Well, again, Dallas Kemp said that those sculpted to be in tableau in opposition to another model. Like it would basically make an instant diorama of like I Hulk should be fighting against another big thing that's like exploding I that rocks. Was, I thought that was actually Modoc. No. No, Modok's just a guy in the street. There's like no, like their bases and are no way. <laughs> I mean, so probably abomination. I don't He's know. Well, it's just something. weird that he said that, and then like a week later they spoil Modok. He, um, yeah, but they're, they're definitely not in Tableau. Like he said, it would, I mean, he 100 percent said it would be like okay in Tableau. Their bases look like they go together. Well, if we were going off of Nimrod being in a tactics card, the fact that an abomination is in that joint operations tactics card, tactics card can mm. mean abomination is coming. 
but has Abomination ever fought I Hulk? Not that that matters. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I have no idea. I don't know the I Hulk story. I know. Well, the uh, whatever the Absorbing Man fights I Hulk a lot, and that like whole. Well, he has like a little four man like assassin squad. They go after. I don't know if they're assassins, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't remember what they're doing. So didn't I Hulk go to hell or something like that? Yeah, be, like being resurrected. The, so the, it could the, be like Mephisto or something. Below or whatever. Yeah, it could be Mephisto. Mephisto was, doesn't have the overlap there. It um, Mephisto. Okay. But, you know, it could just be Red Hulk. I don't think they fought, but it'd just be fun. Because then Again, it would just have all their Hulks. They eventually just need, like, the 32 Hulks, like, World War Hulk, and then so that, you know. Are they going to make a new one look like? did mention Planet Hulk, by the way. Yeah. He said uh, he about their, like, little format that they're doing. Oh, yeah. He mentioned, because uh, it did sound like they're limiting characters specific, like, kind of character, like, targeted characters. In that, like, it's going to be, like, the first one is, like, uh, Earth-oriented. So, it's, like, New York-oriented. So, it's, like, oh, yeah. characters that are in New York or on are on planet Earth. And then you could have one down the line that has, like, uh, it's, like, cosmic threats. Yeah. And then you could get guys, like, Planet Hulk. He specifically says Planet Hulk. Hmm. So. Maybe it's just making an example, or we want to read real hard into it. Read, read real hard. Okay. Read right, hard we are podcasting. That, I yeah. forgot. I'm sorry. Read hard into that guy that yeah. you know <laughs> says the most random yeah. stuff sometimes. I had to go get more alcohol. We were talking about the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was trying to pile it on, but I couldn't think of more. Yeah, I, know, I knew you were. I saw, I saw the glint in your eyes. Yeah, you looked over too. at me. Yeah. I did, too. <laughs> Is there like a Swiss cheese Hulk and like a I'm whatever. sure I'm sure there whatever be yeah. from Cheese World <laughs> Squirrel Hulk yeah um yeah I had to edit the last week's cast and so I kind of gave it a bit more of a listen to than I normally do um just to make sure that I w- we weren't like negative and um I rethought about the format and then had to like re-listen to the format description and I'm even more confused or like. What people think the format's going to be versus what he said versus what we thought it was going to be is so all over the place that it's almost like, what? Um, My takeaway from his interview was, uh, listening again, is that it's not necessarily a three-day event. You can do it as a two-day event. You can do it however you want. Yeah. It's just... Oh, boy. You just have to... At some point over the course of the event, you have to play three different lists. And it's like... it's, It's game mastery as opposed to model mastery. That's what they're shooting for. So whatever, it's yeah. a it's a different type of. I feel like game mastery. The uh, the other way to do that would be make one list, and then each round is a new scenario, and everybody has to play the same scenario. But like it's like a wildly different set of crises com- com- combinations, so that you're gonna have your narrow down the pipe one, and then you're gonna have like the spread out sixty two points one, and then you're gonna have like an in betweener one. So you have to have an actual balanced ten man roster. Yeah, yeah. That feels like that's more game mastery to me. But whatever. What do I know? I'm just an idiot. Well, we didn't design the game. So. Yeah, yeah. The game mastery that they're referring to is your wallet. Yeah. Is like going do, you own 30, do you own 30 models? Do you, do do you, you own the entire range of yeah. the, the system? Do you have enough IKEA cases <laughs> to handle the game master, to master the game? <laughs> to come to Adepticon with every model in the range. Yeah. What's sad is yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, without question. The answer yeah. is I think all of us probably do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, as much as I complain about it, I do probably have the threshold covered, yeah. but believe me, in that format, I guarantee you're going to find some sore spots 
that are like, oh yeah, we're gonna see some electros out there. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the the, mo- the mono electra crossbones <laughs> timeline event when the timeline does come out. <laughs> it'll be the one that adopts like big data. I can't wait to see how little uh, electros played in a format that you almost have to play her <laughs> just to make ends meet. I'll play her just that way. She exists. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she'll still get played more than Colossus then. So yeah, I guess there's that. The big like, oh, geez. Maybe Clausus does need a buff. She's less played than Electra. <laughs> and I'll play her in every game just in case that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, make sure she gets the table. Big so data. If, the, if someone's taking the data, mm-hmm. like, oh, Colin played her in three of three matches. That's pretty good. Sure, Longshanks can grab that. He went 0 and 3, but damn it, he tried. <laughs> well, in the timeline event that involved. Electra is one of your narrow choice models. Colin also represented a full 50% of the player base. So significant amount of uh, data there. <laughs> hey, I mean, theoretically, <laughs> theoretically, this first format would involve Electra. She's on Earth. She's in some earthly affiliations. Oh, did he, did he give like some? Yeah, mm-hmm. he said they'd have to, it's like models that take place on Earth, not cosmic. Yeah. I thought he was like, so for example, the first one could be like, Earth events, and then maybe in he, the next one we would be cosmic events. He didn't say for the next one it could be. He said for the next one, or for the first one, it's... I see. And then he said Earth, Earth like New York, and then Earth get like Earth. warriors and stuff or whatever. But he also said it was like 60-ish models, so... I don't know. 60 models, and you gotta play 30 of them? Yeah. Interesting. Well, we'll see. Also, I don't even I'm think, not too worked up even, about it. I don't even think there is 60 cosmic models. Just thinking about it, but if he wants like actual, just just the cosmic. As far as I know, it's only cosmic Ghost Rider. That's the only one with cosmic in the name that I know of. That's kind of not. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna play Galactus whenever it comes out. But yeah, that's that's like a. It was like a nice counter counter argument to the people. It was just like, we'll just play Malekith in one list, Thanos in one list, and Hulk in one list. Like nope, you'll have Hulk in one list, and then I Hulk in another list, and then and then you have one list. You you have to just try and win with shit models. <laughs> it's electors all the way down. Mm-hmm. Oh god. Okay, well, uh, I guess we can do the ad read. Sure. Uh, go check out the Muse store. Get your uh, size three taco t- truck. Super cool widgets. Um, and then also, I think by the end of the month, I'll be done with mats. So if you want mats and you've been holding off, you should just get them now. I'll eventually, at some point, run out of inventory, at which point I'll put them on the store as to, like, how many are in inventory. And then once they're gone, they'll be gone. But I'm uh, just jamming the printer now and uh, getting them all done. So keep your eye out for that. And, again, if you need a mat, go ahead and get it, unless they screw you and change the crises again. (laughs) That's my worry, but, yeah. I don't anticipate that happening. Yeah. Also, I'll probably uh, change my widgets on the quick here. To be legal with the new, put the little put the little taco shape in there, so it's a straight edge on the end. Did they say you can't use the old ones? I don't see how you could. Why can't you? Because you'd have to eyeball what the across the two prongs would be. Yeah, I mean, you're only ever measuring out the corner for the most part, anyway. But that is true. I mean, currently the currently the ones that are old will be strictly just a disadvantage, you know, but. If you're making a throw, you know, so you want to go middle to middle, all the way out to the now the flat, you'd be denying yourself like an eighth of an inch or whatever. That's true. So throws got longer. People wanted 
people recommended making like little taco shapes that clip on, <laughs> but even the act of clipping would cause them to potentially that's like problematic because um you know there might not be uniformity in the dimensions like we mm-hmm. tried to make the but even their own widgets are different if you take almost any two widgets and put them side by side there's like a millimeter difference <laughs> they're like not in, they're not engineering measuring tools that, yeah. <laughs> that seems like way more work than any other solution the little taco shape that you yeah. glue in <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yes i could sell little tacos that people can then buy and then glue into their old ones it or Okay, well, on to a short little update topic. We got some poll results from uh, our Discord to help us pick what the next four-pack of of uh, quote-unquote underplayed or underperforming or underloved, however you want to phrase it, uh, models that we'll be trying out over the course of the next month. Yeah, Dan White tried to ship in homeless people to... Uh, <laughs> Vote for like She Hulk and Electra and stuff. <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't, didn't work. work. Oh, yeah. classic. Blocked him out. Yeah. Classic. Luckily, we had voter laws. <laughs> so, uh, Boo. Yeah. ID required. Yep. It's true. Uh, so, in the poll, Ancient One, Black Widow 2, and Carnage all came out on top. I think Ancient One was the top vote getter, and then the next two were tied. After that, we had. A three-way tie for fourth place, um, so we just decided we'd pick Black Dwarf because it was the one that interested us as a group collectively the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you guys want to do it? We can each pick one, and then Gar gets the last one. I mean, Lance, you're totally welcome to play these models as well. well Black Widow 2 is an affiliation I've been wanting to try her at some point, but mm-hmm. yeah. You I can at should. least try that and then bring the results back, sure. Sure. Um, hmm. The the Electra of this week is Carnage. Agreed. <laughs> um, Liars. Agreed. <laughs> I'm super excited to uh, mental domination uh, Carnage. That was, oh my that god! Jesus, what a blowout! <laughs> god. Just don't play Josh this entire week. I will literally just run to the back corner. I will be playing it's, four points down that, that game. Just a so sweet seven die attack rerolling your blocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Plus the devastation of the move. Well, isn't it worth it's like seven plus two or whatever? It's like No, nine. it's his it's two plus his physical defense, which is five. Oh, I thought he was like a seven. Okay. No, I think he's a five, right, Colin? He's a five. Yeah. He's okay. a five one one. Hmm. Yeah, so she mental dominates him, attacks another model for seven, rerolls their defensive dice, so he dazes them, and then she pumps him with two mystic attacks afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Cha-ching! <laughs> God. <laughs> I'll play Carnage first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, eventually we'll all have to play you with Carnage. Yeah, I so. know. Well, you don't. You just have to play at least one game with Carnage. It doesn't have to be against me every week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just the one that gets the most games in, probably, on average. I'll play Black Dwarf this week. Play the dwar- Dwarf? Yeah. How about you, Colin? Who do you want? Eh. Widow. Widow. Sounds good. So that means Gar starts out with Ancient One, and I'll start out with Carnage. I need to borrow your Carnage. 
<laughs> yeah. I, Quick aside. Yeah, I think you're the only one that owns him. Nick, I think I own him. Nick owns him too. And you know, oh yeah, because uh, he comes with somebody that's useful, right? No, he comes by himself. No, he no. comes with uh, oh Mysterio. Mysterio, yeah. That's yeah, right. that's why I have him. Okay. God, why? How come Mysterio didn't end up on this list? Well, because there's a ton of models that we could play. Yeah. And the reality is, I'm sure eventually five, so. it's for 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 a month. So eventually we'll work our way through. Yeah. And the until polls. we give up on this. <laughs> until we give up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Much like last time, I'm taking the banger first, and then I'm going to be miserable in week four <laughs> when I've got to just suffer through a carnage game. You got a Black Widow too, and an Ancient One. Ancient yeah. One is the one I'm the most interested in. She was like the top of my list um, mm-hmm. when we each came over there five, just because. She feels like she has a bunch of rules that should be fun to work her with, but see Nick say that so many times. Well, Nick usually just says he hates her. He's just like, no, she just sucks. He tried playing her a lot. Yeah, and in convocation. Yeah, in convocation. I'm thinking about playing her in other places. Yeah, where she doesn't get Iron Man books. <laughs> so, hmm. We'll see. Where do you? Uh, where do you guys think you're going to play? Colin, where do you think you're going to play uh, Widow? I don't know. Maybe I'll try a shield. I'm kidding, I won't. <laughs> um, I haven't really thought about it. I'll probably just probably just do Avengers, but I don't yeah. know. The secret is Nigel and I have already been playing Widow too. <laughs> um Yeah. So we have some experience, but Yeah, she's pretty sweet. Obviously you're playing her in A Force mm-hmm. Lands. Yep. Nigel, where are you gonna play the dwarf? In X Mans. Yeah. Just yeah. get that storm hop off his big ass base. Huge base. That's gonna be a big big time turn one. Nice. Classic turn one. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm going to play Carnage. I'm going to have to look at his card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And think on it for What's a while. What's funny is where I want to play him is A-Force. Yeah. Okay. Why? For the power. It's power generation. For the power, then you have the bodyguards to keep him alive. Keep him from dying. Sure. Unless, you know, he gets mental domination. And then you're like, well, it's shell luck, I guess. It's possible I'll just try him in Sentinels because Prime does polish them turds, but we'll see. Well, he's not actually a turd. I know you've said like, that. The thing is that he goes in, he dazes, and then he wakes up, dazes two models, and then he dies. Mm-hmm. But he always like gets the work done. It's just, yeah, he just dies. And you're like, oh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, Fair enough. We'll see how it goes. He is the like epitome of a glass cannon. Mm. Does bodyguarding him like help him get those turn or next round dazes it just helps him survive to be delivered because he's a he's a one energy and a one and his only protection is that he has seven health yeah yeah he doesn't even have dr right no he's a guy that could have used a little bit of a sprucing nope but no yeah nope (laughs) no sprucing yep i'm gonna try to spruce him this week we'll see what happens or next week maybe there is like also there's some matchups where he's just solid too like him against like your classic Avengers is pretty annoying, just because you're like, uh, like the pretty classic Avengers have like a lot of just physical attacks, and then he's just like, well, I'm rolling five dice and pretty solid on this, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, what's it called? Um, oh, does he not have it? The symbiote rule. Yeah. He ha- his is different. His is you can't get crits against him or something like that. Oh, that's not as good. I mean, it can be, but I feel like just. Not being able to mod your dice is better in a vacuum. That, sure. I mean, sometimes that's irrelevant. 
It is, but when it's shutting off uh, storm bullshit, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or shutting down web webheads, also sweet. Yeah, but you'll, like, the first time your opponent rolls three crits and you're like, ah, suck it. Like, But the crits still count, right? They're still blocks. Does not add dice to its defense roll. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I don't think I like that as much, but we'll see. I'll give it a try and see what I think. We'll see. Okay. Do we want to move on to gushers and flushers or do we want to? Yeah, we could do gushers and flushers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gushers. I didn't play this week. <laughs> and Flushing me down the drain. No, I was looking for you to provide sound effects. Dude, I literally never do. I don't know why you're looking for <laughs> me to do Because <laughs> I, keep, I keep hoping each week if I look at you, you'll start providing Dude, sound I'm effects. Dude, I'm not Eggers. I don't do the. Well, that's I, don't do, true. I just do the funny voices at the beginning. That's true. That's fair. Yeah, we haven't found the Eggers replacement. All right. Who's got a gusher? You want me to go first, Nigel? Sure. And talk about Cassandra Nova at length. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just run out the rest of the podcast runtime. Let's go. So I have a story to tell about Cassandra Nova in three games that I lost in a row. Um, you lost them? Mm-hmm. Jeez. But she was phenomenal anyway, and she did everything that she could to make it so that I didn't lose them. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm going to tell a story about this first game, and you're, you listening at home are going to think that you know something that we don't know as I tell this story, but it turns out that you don't, and I'll reveal that at the end, so just hold it. Just hold it. So it's like an M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> type situation? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're going to twist it on us at the end? Uh, yeah. Okay. So um, playing a game, Nigel and I played three games this last weekend of Sentinels into Storm X-Men. Um and they were all extremely close games, very good games. Um, there's just something about the matchup that's uh, both compelling aesthetically as well as yeah. um, uh, just being a nice matchup. In the first game, uh, we played um, not Infinity Formula. What's the uh, name of the three? <laughs> Why can't I think of the secure? This is a good story starting off with. Uh, Intrusions? No, the secure where if you get all three of them, you... Oh, uh, the extracts. Or extracts, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, legacy virus? Legacy yes, virus. legacy virus. Thank you. Uh, so we have legacy virus as our... Um, as our... Uh, uh, our extract. And at one point, Nigel's just... Like, we kind of go back and forth. I go pick up a, a legacy uh, virus uh, with my first activation with Toad on the side point. Um, and later, uh, cable storm hops and like just one shots toad. This, we'll come back to this with my flushers for the week. <laughs> um, and on one toad just drops, gives it up to cable. Um, Nigel ends up ahead of me, uh, two to one on those extracts. And then through the course of the game, um, he actually ends up in a place where he has all three of them. He has two of them on cable and one of them on X23. X-23 ran riot over me this whole game, um, and I struggled uh, quite a bit to kill her, but we kept, the scoring was slow and low, and we kept it at, like, a pretty even pace, um, so we were neck and neck going into round five, but in round five, X-23 went complete ham, and she, uh, I guess maybe I should cover the cable turn where, was that, was that? That was actually a Agent Widow that caused yeah. a, uh, Cable to drop the, yeah, like, yeah. Day's Cable and caused him to drop the two. So, into the last turn, into round five, uh, Cassandra Nova had picked up Cable's previous two extracts, um, and X-23 still had the other one. X-23 comes in, she dazes 
or not dazes. She KOs uh, Prime and Black Widow in the same activation, leaving me with only Cassandra Nova left in the game. Yep. Um, and uh, so what appeared to be the only option available to me was to either concede or just be like, all right, activate Cassandra Nova, try to take down essentially full health X-23 to get the extract off of her, get all three extracts, and then try to survive through the other activations of Storm and Deadpool and Cable yep. uh, to uh, hold on to them to score six points and win the game. So I... Uh, it's like, well, that's never going to happen, but sure. Like, otherwise, I'm just conceding, so I'll go for it. So she rolls a mind possession on X-23, um, deals four damage, walks her forward into her range, uses psychic distractions, blanks, but if she'd hit one, she would have dazed her right there with that. I would have been mm-hmm. able to pick it up and walk away. Um, so I had, like, a 50-50 shot at dazing her on that. I had to take a second attack into her, took that, dazed her... Um, picked up the extract and then proceeded to weather like two sets of bang bangs and uh cable unloading yep. twice into her which took us to the end of the game where she would win the game so we thought we did this is the part where i'm like this is we do know <laughs> we did immediately say hey how does this we're not sure how this looks so we looked it up on the rules forum and it appears that despite the fact that you it's not like magic where you're like resolve the whole effect and then and then go from there and see what the state base is. Apparently, when you take the model off the table to score the points, you immediately lose if it's your last model. Mm-hmm. So I lost the game, but Cassandra Nova dug it out. Like, when we thought I could win the game, she dug me out of that situation and just, like... I've won games before, as been noted, if someone was any, if anybody's, like, to check my TTS leagues, I've won games 5 to, like, 13... You know, like weird scores where I'm the five and they're the 13 and I won. This is the first time I've ever won where it was like 12 to 18, like mm-hmm. where they had a winning score. Well, you were you were still 16 at the yeah, end yeah, or I whatever, 15 or 16. I scored the deadly yeah. meteor, so yeah. I got like the three to get to 16. Yeah, so you went from 13 to 16 and I would have gone from uh, 12, because you were up 13 to 12. You went from 13 to 16 off the meteors and I would have gone from 12 to 18 beating you 18 to 16 with my none of my models on the table but that's not how it works sadly tragically but the point is uh this was a game where there was a lot of things that happened where it was just like i'm never coming back from that whether it was like me being like oh my toad just dazed on turn one and now he's a three win model and now nigel's up to extracts to my one yeah um or on the next turn uh uh Cassandra Nova just being like, all right, well, I'm going to grab. Well, the next turn you played um, Efficient Machines or whatever. Mental Domination. Me- well, but you. Oh, uh, yes, I played uh, Directive 1. Directive 1. And it was just like open season on X-Men. Like, they just all fell. Yeah. Uh, and it was like a pretty demoralizing turn. Yeah. And, and it was demoralizing to the point where I was like, fuck it. Um, they're going down. I know it. So I was just playing so that like he can't kill with even because i was going to get priority that was basically i just was like positioning so you would just kill my whole team and i'd have priority and maybe some make something happen Mm -hmm. which i think is basically what happened (laughs) was like oh okay so then the next the swing back was like crazy but yeah it was just super crazy because then i got back ahead but then cable 
when I was like basically like, okay, now it's time to step on his neck, and then Cable whiffed so hard mm-hmm. that I was like, oh shit balls, <laughs> like that sucks so hard. And then Widow too just had her like dumb nonsense. Turn. Widow for me leaving her on one punished me so fucking hard. Oh, it was brutal with her toxic gas and then her uh, yeah. energy spender and kick, like kick, kick cable. cable in the balls and he like went flying and then he like dropped his toe right. like right at Cassandra Nova's <laughs> feet. Yeah, fucking <laughs> well, a. Yeah. Uh, so Nova was great. She's the one that kicked off the directive one turn in that game too, as well with a mental domination on. Uh, I think it was on Honey Badger. So like Nigel had moved Honey Badger up to jam it into like uh, Sentinel Prime. And Cassandra Nova was just like, okay, so uh, get out of here, Honey Badger. Go over there by Deadpool. One shot him with the uh, mental domination. And then she uh, two beamed, mystic beamed into Domino and just took her off, like dazed her immediately too. Mm-hmm. And that was how she kicked off, I think, the second turn. Maybe vice versa, gaining the power off of Domino and then sending Honey Badger to today's uh, Deadpool. Um she just continues to be a monster. Our other two games, she was great as well. I mean, Mental Domination just gives her some turn in there. Like in our third game, Nigel managed, uh, Squirrel Girl managed to get into her in DL6 straight uh, so that I couldn't, it was, I didn't have the power to exceptional healing and there just wasn't anything I could do about it. So it dropped her. She had one damage on her already, but she woke up with power, used Mental Domination and a pair of Mystic Attacks and dazed three models with it. Mm-hmm. Um, dazed or KO'd three models with it. She removes Squirrel Girl. Hey, look at that. You've already played Carnage. There you go. Yeah. And it's Cassandra, and his name is Cassandra Nova. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, in our middle game, she was the last model left alive on her healthy side in round six, I think, five or six against Storm and Domino. And they were both on their day's side. Mm-hmm. And she had an opportunity, like, the numbers weren't going to work out because he was going to get to 16 unless I dropped one of them. But she had an opportunity that if she'd killed Storm in a single activation to like draw the game and go one on one when she was still full uh, versus uh, Domino or whatever to try to win the game over the course of multiple turns. So um, she's just like way more survivable than you think. The healing factor one adds up. Mental domination is an insane card. Her attacks are nuts. Mind possession is super stupid. Uh, psychic distraction is like, to- when you hit it, it's totally unfair that she gets to move with, like, yeah. she has stealth three, and as soon as you move within range three, she potentially, she's like 50-50 shot to move. Um, yeah, she's just, and weirdly, Prime just helps her out, because uh, that leadership is like pretty maligned, and it's not a great leadership by any stretch of the imagination, but when you have models that like, when you're not playing like the three robots, and you have models that make good use of the power like she does, that you're putting that power onto her through the throughout the turn. It's it's an important leadership. The leadership's amazing. Well, I mean, the the where it's bad where it's bad is like you had multiple games where, where days models day, or like two different models in a in turn. Same, yeah. Yeah. And it's and like, so, well, I can't I can yeah. only hand out however many I have characters. I guess I'll take the four, you know, yeah. whatever. But yeah. Uh yeah, that would be because yeah, those games would be pretty gross if you did get all the power so it's like oh thank god but mm. on the flip side it probably is fine if they got the power but boy right yeah i and i'm i'll just say from now playing hers as much as i am one sentinels isn't like a three robots faction sentinels is a cassandra nova and prime faction and then you like 
figure out whether you're playing a Mark IV or Bucky and then play whatever you want. That's what Sentinels yeah, wrong. is. That's what Sentinels is. Um, and then they get to bring Directive 1, which is banger when it's banger, and the rest of the time you just leave it on yeah. the sideboard and bring something else in. Um, but having now played her many, many times and her basically just never failing to be spectacular, like if you can protect and or give her a little bit of power at all, you should be trying her on your list. She's just S tier. And you've played her in a list that you had Juggernaut, you know, as like a, compar- mm-hmm. a comparative five, and she like outperforms Juggernaut. Yeah. yeah. Pretty pretty typically outperforms Juggernaut. Yeah, she's super good. Yeah, she's super tilt. That my- mental domination card is like, oh my God. Oh, man. It's like, if it, <laughs> it's like on the level of something like, uh, Midnight Phantasmagoria, like in mm. terms of power level, like I don't know why it has the reroll. That I mean, I I know aesthetically why it has the reroll the defense because they're being attacked by their buddy out of nowhere that they didn't expect to have have it yeah. happen. So I know that's why. But man, it just feels like just like uh, salt in the wound. You yeah. get to do that. <laughs> it is such a kick in the balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, she's uh, continues to be. You guys are probably tired of hearing me talk about her but uh if you are then get on the discord and tell me like yeah i played her and she's good please stop talking about her so Mm -hmm. i won't accept uh, yeah i played her and i didn't do well with her because that's on you that's on you damn (laughs) right yeah Yeah. Hmm. fair um gushers for me so i think i basically played um in the first game did i play colossus and wolverine or did I just kind of... I, I thought no. I was playing more like a weird... Um, no, the first game you had like Domino, Cable... It was Storm, Cable, Domino, Deadpool, Honey Badger, X-23. Yeah. So just like the X-Mans. Um, mm. But like not like Beast or... Um, but like in that one, like Cable had a turn where he was definitely gushable. And then he had he had like two turns where he was like a gushable, like mm-hmm. a really like just a ball buster. But then he had the turn that was like... the He literally the golf ball was half in the hole and he somehow punted it off a tree on his forehead like so fucking hard like and i'm I'm thinking about it so sentinel prime and black widow are each on one and i'm loaded with power Mm -hmm. and so all i gotta do and i've got a bunch all of my characters i've got like dealer's choice on which character whether it's domino cable um deadpool storm like who's best to just get these two models dazed with their one health each so that they can't activate and then i'm going to start running away with this game and i end up with cable was the best choice although domino would have been a close but she's the you know i don't know it's just something about her that like uh you just she is just riverboat gambling every turn so um oh i had x23 too so it was really between x23 and him and i just thought his throw so he has two range five guns or he's got two pow five guns and then the throw and it's just one damage, just one, just one. And, uh, you know, I think Prime was even incinerated. I'm actually positive he was. Prime was already yeah, I'm, incinerated. I'm pretty sure that's right. So I start the turn. I'm like, okay, he's got two defense. I'm just going to shoot him quick. Get the one. He's out of there or he's dazed. So then I've got Black Widow on one. I throw. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw first because then if that works, like she's, I kind of forget that she's defense four. Um, mm-hmm. But. And I go with Prime first because I want his rerolls offline so that she he can't use them to save her. So I want him to have to waste it on his two defense dice. And then I feel like I've got this figured out. So I'm like, uh, she fucking just blocks the taco truck. Like, just get out of here. And then 
I shoot her and she fucking just blocks it, like doesn't give a shit. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, fuck. And then, yeah, she like moved to, or I don't know what she like. We're basically going into my second gusher for this second, exact turn. She, yeah. she gassed, she gassed like three of my models. It was four. Four. She four, got yeah. four. So it like, was like Deadpool, Storm, uh, X23, and Cable. Cable, yeah. So they all got. Actually, uh, it was a. Uh, Domino, Domino X twenty three, Storm and Kate. Dom, uh, Deadpool was like yeah, jerking right. it behind a dumpster somewhere. <laughs> right. But uh, um, that gas was a little bit rough. I did have Children of the Atom, which is like a don't leave home card for me. Um, I really like it, but mm. it's been very good in the games we played. Yeah, um, but it's still the other three was rough. Like three people had to just eat it. Although Cable also immediately got to take his tokens. <laughs> he Cable didn't have to play too much with the mm. stats effects on him. Um, yeah, she like gassed them all, uh, punted cable. Just it was such a fucking shitbag disaster turn that I was like, "Well, that's game." And then yeah, uh, X twenty three was like, "No, no, <laughs> uh, hold on, you just flip prime. Let me go ahead and take prime off the table. Yeah. Let me let me clean up that black widow mess for you." <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh my god, that was a uh, crazy. Um, but yeah, that that cable turn is like. Every once in a while, they're like, Cable's inconsistent. I just think that's just MCP. But this is just one of those classic, like, people would blame Cable for that, and mm-hmm. it's not really Cable's fault. It's just People never blame the models that are like, they're like, this. everyone agrees that this, like, no one ever blames Logan when he just, like, can't get the dice rolled properly, and yeah. then he, like, dies on the next turn. Like, oh, that's MCP. Yeah. But if Cable does it, that's Cable. That's not yeah. MCP. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh... It was like three games in a row, too, of like uh, both of us uh, like learning the like the hard way of like just keep like playing the one more turn, you know, to see what mm-hmm. happens. And every time I was like, Jesus Christ, okay, Jesus Christ, okay, Jesus Christ. I think all of them basically ended on the last activation, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were both like in it and tight all the way through, but there would be these really giant things that when they happen, you're just they feel like shit, like that's. I probably can't come back from that. And then you just keep playing. And it's like, oh, no, I can because it's MCP. So yeah. <laughs> it's just a valuable lesson to learn. I don't know if people form judgments on models in games that they don't play to completion. But if you are, don't do that. Mm-hmm. There are games that the big thing, though, is that both of us were interacting with each other um, in our games. So I think that there's a reason to keep playing, like even if it's a frustrating situation. Whereas if you're like in a Web Warrior Steel game, you just you could probably just wrap it up like it's over in three. You're not gonna have a lot of time to chase sure. it down and stuff. <laughs> and like there are times where it's like I was trying to think of it of like, um, you know, like a lot a lot of listeners like this is that's the thing about MCP is you always make a comeback. No, you don't always make a comeback. Sometimes you just run with the game and it really sucks for forty minutes. It's like that's <laughs> like we had a good weekend of it, but like as Hunter said, not always true. That's true. Like you shouldn't always stick it out. Um, but yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, X twenty three was nonsense all weekend. X twenty three was bonkers, and then honestly, just storm, just like the storm hop, the cover, the leadership, and actually her offense and the rose. She just kept pushing the bullshit like all the time, like the beam, the physical beams that were like pow six um, when she had power were like so clutch all the time. Um, she just like does enough that it feels like it's like a little too you know like you're yeah you're like yeah like i'm i'm accounting for this model existing and the things that she can do and then it just like ends up being more like more than you think that you're Mm -hmm. you're gonna get out of it um 
I actually, so like now that you've started to play Storm, like obviously like I played against X-Men and like some tournaments and TTS and people there played Storm and whatever, but that was when I was playing Midnight Suns pretty much exclusively for all those tournaments, aka the models that like easily bump to inside of cover range and want to be at range two anyway and like brawl. Mm. Uh, now playing against her with like other models, like, oh man, I wanted to like, I wanted to wind up 90 mile per hour fastball uh, my Bucky model into the wall in that game. <laughs> I was just like, what an absolute piece of trash this piece yeah. of plastic is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the leadership is great, but like, I don't get the people who are like, uh, yeah, like her leadership's great, but uh, she basically doesn't do anything. Because no, she fucking does. She does a whole mm. bunch of stuff. She makes good attacks for her point value. She has a throw for some fucking reason. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it's it's a crazy throw. It's a range three omnidirectional. Yeah. It's a bonkers throw. Um, and then like the she, yeah, she just um. When I used to play her, I used her as like a support piece. She would just say on like the back point of a D and just try to like not die. And so she was just like a, a crappy turret, like a range four turret, and. In these games, she needed to be just doing more stuff. And also part of that MCP equation of like, um, you got better models to deal with. X-23 and Domino are way bigger deals, you know, even with the leadership most yeah. of the time. So I've got to like, if they're already in threat, then I'm just going to shove Storm up in there and give people some, you know, give you something to think about. Make the situation a little more complicated. And she's great in that situation. Um but yeah, she's great with Psylocke, right? The Psylocke problem with her is great. Great, it makes Psylocke just a problem. Like, I always thought that Psylocke was made for X Force, but now that I've played her Psylocke in Storm, <laughs> she's <laughs> she's so fucking stupid with Storm's leadership. <laughs> yeah. It's actually just infuriating. Yeah, so it's like I want to gush about Psylocke, but it's actually Storm doing it. <laughs> Storm's the one most of the time I'm gushing about people like Cable. Mm-hmm. Cable everything that you gush about Cable was because of Storm's leadership. Yeah. He was up on a building. He had no business being on, and was like one shotting Toad and just like fucking with the game. And I think he double shot Toad, but he did. Yeah. I think the first one he just whiffed, so I didn't get power. And then yeah. the second one, like, just did all five. Franked, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's the cable way. Is like yeah, he just yeah. does that. That's how he. Yeah, I've had a lot of like memorable bottom of ones where I like killed a Baron Strucker uh, once. Um, it was the, the same way. I did nothing. Then I and he's sitting. He's sitting on exceptional healing, and uh, you know, just like. <laughs> just get them out of there right away it's like just weird stuff happens when you roll dice anybody who plays crimson dynamo knows or bucky or whatever yeah but um having the storm hop was better than cat and mouse i guess is where i'm going with that yeah and then the cover every turn is just usually better than him spending shields like giving people mm-hmm. shields it's always all just always adds up to just a slightly more annoying defense and then if he does give them shields and you get cover it's like oof mm-hmm. you know it's super brutal so yeah, cable was very interesting. So yeah, so Storm is the big gusher, obviously. Like she's just like she's fucking stupid. And then the three cost, the three cost. I even had spots to do the storm hop and uh, AOE. I just never did. Mm-hmm. I just think she's better making a throw. For, like I did double Friday AIs. I did her like three cost, make all of her attacks, and then I would like double physical beam, which which was particularly good against me because you're shooting at uh, 
Prime and Nova, and you want to make this visit like yeah. as many. And your list, other than X twenty three, is making often making. Well, I mean, you have plenty of physical attacks, yeah. but that that's like one of your bigger physical attacks you can make. And that one stuns on damage, as opposed to like on a wild trigger. But stuns an important, a, pr- a fairly. <laughs> it's, important. it's pretty darn good against Prime. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. She's just she's bonkers. So she's just what a like a pretty sweet three threat. Um, I look forward to her and Spider Man. Uh, in Beast Runner. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be a rough three in a lot of X-Men lists for sure. going forward. Not in my list because I, I don't play that way. But Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm more wholesome. Well, also uh, briefly gush uh, Black Widow 2 specifically for <laughs> the scenario you're describing in which she survived an output of attacks including blocking a size three throw uh, straight up with her four physical. De- her being like it's so weird going to her from two threat Widow where I'm like don't attack me with anything outside of range two because i'll just fold and die and this one is just like yeah i got that just the old four three three um but uh uh yeah i like even in i ended up i looked a couple different times for the game i was like well he's kind of bunched up maybe i take this aoe attack but that's like that's definitely wrong because i gotta move into it gotta move into it i'm not gonna do that i'm just gonna pop the pistol shots here uh interrogate there pick up an extra point um and she's just sweet doing that and she has like enough defensive tech to keep herself alive between the stats and the stealth um and the hit and run um but uh yeah then i ended up in a situation where she was able to not move and do the aoe and catch four so i did it and it wasn't like a blowout but putting one da like she managed to put one damage and poison on all four models which was as you said irritating mm-hmm. for your ability to manage your power going forward with those models and then putting that condition on cable turned her spender into a seven die spender and she just spiked that roll and uh, mm-hmm. kicked him in the nuts and there's a push on it and she pushed him uh back <laughs> to cassandra nova yeah. and it happens before damage yeah so she kicked him away from her before damage applied damage and then that's how he dropped yeah. the objectives in my back line on cassandra nova's feet so she could pick him up yeah it was so brutal because like <laughs> i was already like cable cable's turn felt bad but then um it was like I'm not playing around Black Widow two's abilities, you know? Right. Like, I'm, yeah. not, I'm like not even. So it's like, oh, she just fucking happens to have a before damage push. <laughs> like, just well, of course, a fucking course. It was just so fucking stupid. It actually made me so mad that I, play, I think I played her the next game, and she was <laughs> you did. fucking yeah, you cracked did. as shit. She was so cracked. Oh my god. Yep. Yeah, that spender is pretty sweet. It's the one that you were always hyped about, and it's part of like. I was like, yeah, the Sentinels have the ability to put out a bunch of conditions, so she'll be able to, like, take these big attacks. Theoretically, that's true. You just use suppression protocol, like, so rarely with Sentinels. Yeah. Because you're just like, I don't want to spend the power on something that doesn't gain me power back. I'd rather just have, spend the same amount of power, have one less die, but get power for every damage that I do. So, um, and a lot of times the energy is better than physical anyway into whatever you're rolling into. But, uh so that hasn't come up much, but uh, the interrogate, just to pick up one, I don't think I've ever picked up two, but it's certainly doable to pick up two, mm-hmm. um, especially when you're already like trying to daze every model on the table because that's what your leadership says you should do. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, But yeah, the, like you daze a model and Prime immediately gives out a, a power to her. So she's like really close to being able to interrogate off of that, al- that plus her power from the turn alone. So if she takes one, 
of her rapid fire shots. She's there. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's just she's been very very solid, and I'm looking forward to us playing it in the all of us playing her in the four pack because I think we're all gonna find that we enjoy her because she's she's a model that works well, her rules all work well, and I think that they're probably reasonably valuable to about any any strategy that you would run. Yeah, and storm hoppers, she likes cover. Um, she likes uh, storm hopping to interrogate, um, and then having just and then the just the auto. As as we were experiencing with Bucky, it's so much nicer to just ride. You know, you had Bucky and I had Deadpool, both with like <laughs> identical infuriating results. Um, just like trying to make those guns work, uh, but hers just works. Like it's yep. just, it's just bad. Just does it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she's good. Also, I think I said hit and run earlier. She doesn't have a hit and run. She has parting shot. That's what I was referring to. But mm-hmm. before we get the oh yeah yeah. Before we get the... Oh, the, that the, comment's already on the Discord. The pay, yeah, yeah. It. It's too late. Yeah, it's too far too late all. to correct yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, even Domino had one, uh, reared his ugly head where she... Took, oh, yeah, where she just blanked out on her. Just totally whiffed, and you were like, I got one... Bl- I don't, don't worry. <laughs> we're, we're done here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's over. Um, but yeah, not her. She just shoots. Yep. She could just, whiff. She's shooting you again. The like, guaranteed oh, rapid fire, as we know from Punisher, is just great. So Yeah. Yep. Especially attached to a gainer. Then you're just like, oh, this character can spend their turn rolling dice, maybe spiking once and putting some damage out or whatever. But I know at the end of it, she's going to have gained four power if that's what I need. So, yeah. Yep, she's pretty sweet. Uh, That's all I have for Gushers. Do you have any more? No. I think I was pleasantly surprised by her. Do do I? I don't know. Yeah, just Storm. I think that, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, Psylocke was fine. Um, everybody else was kind of just fine for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't have like, I mean, X twenty three ran right. Oh, you're right. X twenty three was just a, an issue every single. Never mind. X twenty three is always good. She's always so good. I'm always just like, and you like play well between, um, you know, holding your uh, your uh, exceptional healing card uh, for big moments with her frequently, as well as when you put her on the table with honey badger which is probably like 75 percent of the time you play her i feel like mm-hmm. um like they just work so well together that you're just like and you play honey badger so well uh, in terms of getting her up where it's like i gotta do something about honey badger but then i'm gonna have to do something about x23 but then i'm gonna have to do something about honey yeah. Badger. Yeah. and it's just like it's just it's a difficult puzzle to unpack in the time that you have before X-23 gets on you and just tears you a new asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just such a nightmare model. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She and Domino are the two models you play the most that when they're on the table, I'm just like, okay, deep breath. How are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And also I feel randomly so good about them for so long. Like, Domino, I feel like is invincible all the time just because mm. of the stupid skulls. I just don't know why, but you can't explode your crits into me. I get to count skulls if I've got even one power. Yeah. Um, I just, it's always like, however many skulls you roll, I'll look over and you, I'll be like, oh, there's three skulls. Well, at least he can't. Oh, he has three power. Okay, yeah. never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> always exactly what he needs. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. And I just feel like any attack into her, like, it's just, just dicey. Yeah. Every time you go to make it, you're just like, God, yeah. don't let me roll crits. Can I please just roll hits and wilds? Like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, uh, yeah. And every time, like, people are because she's always like behind a car or in storm cover or something, just makes it even more miserable. And it's like, um, it just takes so much heat off everybody. Like her and X twenty three randomly, 
they're doing the most work, but they're also taking all the heat, which is allowing people like Storm and Cable or whoever else I'm like f- fucking around with to like be doing whatever they're doing. Um, yeah, so it's like, yeah, I super like them. Um, I enjoy playing them a lot. Any flushers? God, I'd have to say Deadpool. Yeah. God, he was a disaster. He was bad. Yeah. He just, um, for a model that can't be moved by anything, he found himself out of position, um, couldn't really get back into position ever, couldn't do anything when he got there. He was just like, just miserable. Well, getting dazed on two before he got, like, he just kind of like moved up to attack on one or whatever, or maybe just moved up to position on like a back point. Mm-hmm. And he got dazed before he activated on two, so he just took the entire of two off. Then he was still like in that pre, like a little bit of like pre setup, like phase for three. So he yeah, didn't, yeah. Didn't something move him though? Like he got sent to Africa. Like he was coming in from the way back corner. I had to like so because like his unicorns didn't stop. Whatever something moved him that I I I remember I had to like run in and then storm hop to try to like. Oh, maybe it's that I maybe I hit him with a mind possession and he's not stopped because it's an advance, not a push or a shove. Is it just that he he can't be pushed or placed? I don't know. Or maybe it was the mental mental dom. I no, could, the mental dom was on Honey Badger to yeah. walk behind him and attack him and and daze yeah. him. Um, I'm trying to remember if I played him in, in the second game or if I was already done with him. Like, oh, now I'm turning him into Black Widow. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. I'm going to look up uh, Cassandra Nova. So Cassandra Nova's mental possession is after this attack is resolved, you may advance the target character at speed. And I think he just can't be pushed or placed. Let's see. By mystic attacks and superpowers. Right. And since she doesn't push, that came up. I don't know if it was him or something else. It came up with some other character where she just gets around it. Yeah. Um. So he cannot be pushed or, no, he can't be advanced. So that can't have been it either. Yeah, I can't remember what the hell. Uh, maybe I thought he just walked once, picked up, and like maybe shot his guns on one, and that's why he was back there. And then, he, mm-hmm. like I said, he got dazed before he got moved. Yeah, that could be. Because yeah, because Cassandra Nova just spent her attacks on uh, Domino and then moved Honey Badger, so it wasn't it wasn't anything from her. Yeah, and I definitely didn't. I know I can't pull him with uh, the Sentinels. Yeah, yeah. There's no like place effects in any of this. Trying to think of does Black Widow two does her thing place you for some reason? No. Oh, did he get pushed by like Toad's lick? Somebody got pushed by Toad's lick. Uh, I think that was X twenty three though. I think that was X twenty three. I don't know. I just felt like he was like way out of he was like way out in Africa for some mm. reason at one point, and then um, just yeah, it took him forever to run back in. Like that game where I had to chase down Cassandra Nova. He was like the one where you assembled the yeah the legacy yeah. virus. Yeah, he like had to come in from just out of nowhere to try to get his bang bangs or whatever. And, uh, I was like, Bleh. but um, yeah, I don't know. He's just whatever. He's like a fun model, but he doesn't really do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not reliably, anyways. Yeah, Bang Bang is just like actually unfun. It's like just aggravating. It's a grating thing to have to even do. It's like your first roll needs a crit or a hit in a wild just to get going. It's like okay, you know, like Bucky's bad enough, you know, or those models, but this is that is so stupid. And then you need a wild and two hits on a second one. Oh, okay, like. It just becomes like a win more attack. Like, sure, if you've already hit fucking eight times, you get to do your third attack. But it's like, who's living? You know, like, what is this nonsense? Like, he could, they could literally just move it all down to like, he should just, on a hit, he gets a second attack. Then it's a hit hit wild for the third. And then that, you know, would be totally fine. Like, that you still would never get your third attack most of the time. Right. But whatever. No, he's too restricted. Yeah. And you're also not generating power. This isn't a gainer. So it's just like, oh. Yeah, yeah, it is just garbage. You have to give up too much for it. Yeah. 
I mean, you could polish it all day. He is, I will say, with the dossier, a fucking ball buster. He is like a world ender. Domino's better, but he is close. Yeah. He is very close. Six dice with karate rerolls uh, to get that fucking bang bang going yeah. is a different animal altogether. But I bet that's why they made it so hard because he has karate and he's an X Force, so he gets to reroll a cable so one. many dice. Yeah, and that's why I played him <laughs> with cable for so long it was because you know I did get the third attack a few times, um, mm-hmm. uh, but not enough to be worth it. Now but you just gotta play him with new Steve. New yeah. Steve, new Steve for sure. Cable is actually just better for him because of maximum effort. At the end of the day, uh, the re-roll, the cable re-roll makes maximum effort pop pop off. Yeah. And that is way more valuable than bang, bang. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, get that fucking Deadpool in the flusher. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to flush Toad because unlike every other opponent that I've ever played whose Toad only takes chip damage from an attack that gives him just enough power to slip real away and then disappears with the extracts, my Toad only takes five damage per attack that's it <laughs> yep. as soon as he gets attacked that's it goodbye toad that's see way, you later that's the way all toads work <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that i will say that just happens to me with i have just a bizarre thing with toad where yeah it's like i worry about it and never ha- i just for some reason one shot him every time i look at him <laughs> yeah yeah you basically one shot him on turn one with cable in our first game and then he like slunk away like uh, he woke up moved away patched up prime then he Licked X-23 and made her recoil in horror. And then he tried mm-hmm. to get back to another point, And uh, Cable was just like, eh, bye, bud. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> One shot. I mean, he's only three on his backside. But yeah. So that was the first game. And then I played him in the third game. And in that game, he once again, <laughs> basically, uh, he did take one point of damage uh, early on. He moved to score two points on a turn. So at least he did that. He scored two points on a single turn for me. But he was up on a building with cover. I had four health still left. And Squirrel Girl was just like, "Uh, I'm rolling nothing but hits. Get out of here. And then Rogue looked at him when he was on his other side and he just disappeared. So he just like, I'm not sure if. No, I have. I've slipperied one time. I think in all the times that I've played Toad, and the rest of the time he just takes maximum damage and yeah. immediately dazes. We blew through a lot of characters actually. Now that I think about it, because like X twenty three and Domino are kind of in all of them, but like Rogue and I forgot about Rogue and Squirrel Girl, and we I think mm-hmm. and you had uh, Gwen in uh, Gwenpool in yeah. The oh my god, game. we could dumpster her. Holy crap, Gwenpool felt really bad. Yeah. Oh, I did not like that at all. <laughs> the Mark IV just erased her from erased existence. Erased her from the world. Yeah. yeah it just was <laughs> awful. She was just a dumpster. I was trying to position her for that stupid card attack, you know, mm. like, oh my god, she just could not hang. Um, ugh. Yeah, she's not good. So then I played Squirrel Girl because I was like, well, the rerolls. And mm. I might be a little bit, I might randomly without DR be more survivable on defense and just have better offense. Mm. And I was right. She was way better. And then mm-hmm. the, the squirrel token complicated. It was like having another exceptional healing card yep. to fuck with you at the end. Yep. That was irritating. Yep. As I said at the time, I'm sure when we first read through the card, I knew that that happened where she like removes the token and heals to one. But I'd forgotten and it was just like yep. so fucking relevant in the game. <laughs> and she moves too randomly. Yeah. She literally last minute saves herself. That's like spectacular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. May I may I guess something? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um 
So I, I haven't played in a number of weeks since the last uh, Cedar Rapids tournament. We didn't record the weekend that I was yeah. going to mm-hmm. come back from that and report a little bit. But I kind of ended up, it was the last round of the tournament. I ended up going one and two. Didn't, didn't do great, but I played into like Hydra round two and got host by Skull 2. And then um, Shadowland Daredevil Criminal Syndicate for the last round. Yep. And so hadn't seen a lot of those tricks, fell for all the traps. And the, so the you know army kind of disintegrated. But people were very surprised about how good Crystal was. They didn't realize what she did and her versatility of powers and options. And it was the first time I think that I can remember that I ever did the Earthshaker attack, the area ones, because mm-hmm. I was beaming people incinerating and then like being in the middle of them and bursting off and was putting a good amount of damage on people. They're like, what is she doing? It's stunning everybody, lowering their power capabilities, uh, the incineration beams. They were just very surprised about how versatile and highly intent uh, she was because it chip damaged the middle of the table to almost weaken everybody to where Squirrel Girl came over with Army of Squirrels and was able to just one-shot people off the table. Mm-hmm. Um, like, successive rounds. She, she ended up being my last model in the table and was just survivable. And there, because of the re-rolls, the, the healing, they're like, we can't get rid of her. Nope. And she's just going to keep murdering models like one time, <laughs> just one-shotting people off the table with Army yeah. of Squirrels with the power generation. It was really interesting. So, uh, both of those were good. And then the only other thing I wanted to say was that the new core box, I was, as a very, very casual player of this and being kind of in and out of the game off and on, I'm excited about the core, the new core box. Like, I, I'm, I feel like it's going to engage me in the game more than it has so far with the new models, with the new rules, with the new interactions. So I, I want to gush about the core box just being very good, not only for new players, but, but for people that have only been like surface level interested in the game to get fully invested in it with the, all of the new mechanics and everything else that's going on. The new models, you know, I'm coming off of Shatterpoint a little bit here, so I'm excited about the fact that the new ones are easily to be built. I mean, Chick even mentioned it like three times in the interviews. Like, we've learned how to engineer these models now to where they're easier to build. They are going to be like more fun and dynamic to hobby and put together, and then we want the models to also operate differently on the table so that you get new interactions. So I'm kind of excited to be at the precipice of that new burst of it and it's re-engaging me in the game more than anything else cool that's all yeah yeah i think the new core box is great i think it's a a slam dunk win they did a good job mm-hmm. for both new players and people mm-hmm. trying to get back into it a little bit and existing players i think it yeah. appeals to all three yeah mm-hmm. that's it that's all my gushers all right nice. Well, good. I didn't know you had any. You should have. Uh, you guys like, were quit, lo- quit talking. You, <laughs> yeah. you guys were engaging in your three game uh, montage, and I didn't want to yeah. disrupt what you guys were dealing with on it because it was very obviously intense with what you were discussing the analysis. But I just threw it in at the end. It's good. Yeah. And I, I, Squirrel Girl is my honorable mention gusher because she just and I only played her that last round, and I'm like, man, I should have played her in a couple of these games because she ended up being better than I thought she was. So I'm excited that you found her to be good too, Nigel. Mm-hmm. Yep, I liked her. All right. Anybody got anything else before we call this a cast? I'm good. All right. We'll see you next Tuesday.
Is it ready? There we go. Well, I've been watching The Lincoln Lawyer mm. on Netflix. Okay. I cannot believe that they made that mid movie into a series. Yeah. How is it? It's fine. Um, like the movie? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I actually like <laughs> the book. The book was also okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, appar- apparently, it's like. I'd forgotten it was a book. 200 books now. Oh, is there a lot of them? I guess so. It's like is a it all like fan slash fic? I probably. I thought it was like Michael Crichton. He died. Like is it Michael or, Crichton or Grisham? Maybe I can't remember. It's Grisham. Is it Grisham? No, I don't think it's either of them. Is actually. it not really? I really thought it was. I feel like it's some other writer. Um, I just assume it's all about Matthew McConaughey fucking a car. Mm, yeah, <laughs> just really enjoying his Lincoln Town <laughs> yeah. car. That was the awkward part about the show. Is I had to explain why he's the Lincoln lawyer, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Holy!" I didn't realize. I don't remember this from the movie. Oh but, yeah, that he's isn't it that he's like he does all his business out of the car or something. Yeah, like so that? he yeah. drives a Lincoln. Yeah, they yeah. say that in the movie. Yeah. I remember that. Okay, from the it's, movie. it's the author's name is Michael Connolly. Okay, and there are seven books. Seven three hundred, same thing. Yeah, it's about yeah. the same. Once you get past a trilogy, what does it even mean anymore? Yeah, and apparently all of his books involve his big client ultimately being guilty. So he like gets the client off, finds out they're guilty, and then and he then still brings them to justice. Still brings them to justice. Yeah, he's mm. like the dumbest Perry Mason. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't just tell by looking at him, yeah. Raymond Burr style. Just get this shit done immediately. Yeah. yeah. So, but so the show's pretty good though. It's entertaining. Uh, the thing though that I wanted to harp on, I had like a few complaints, but <laughs> the the one that kills me is this this trope. This is a trope that like in a movie, if it's done, kind of is a deal breaker, and it has it's nonsensical, but it happens a lot. Which is a when they don't get the poker correct, when they have a poker scene that's to establish something, mm-hmm. and they don't fucking get it, and it's because it's so easy. Right. Don't fucking be lazy about a poker scene to try to establish something. Especially nowadays, having lived through the boom of World Series of Poker. Just hire a dude for like a day to come in and tell you that you're being dumb or not. Okay. So let me describe the situation. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's got to call an expert, a person who can read people like nobody else. Mm -hmm. And uh, because he's got to pick a jury selection. And so the guy's like, uh, you know, he goes immediately to like a casino. And then um, there's a poker game happening. <laughs> this is the world's the dumbest Perry Mason. Yeah. yeah. So wow. He goes to it. So his expert's a poker player. And she's at the table. And she's uh, like third behind the button. And so the the cards flopped are like king, king, ace or something. And um, I don't know, whatever the, you know, the turn card is like another ace. So it's like kings and aces. And then the flop card is like something else. I don't know, like a 10, a 10 of hearts or something. Sure. And um, she's like, uh, <laughs> the guy on the button basically bets like $100,000. And then the second guy goes all in. And then she just calls them. And then she, the guy, first guy's like, I got a full house. And the next guy's like, not so fast. I got four kings. And then she's like, not so fast. I, I have a straight flush. And I'm like you that what was the read 
What was the fucking read here? Right. That she had a straight flush. You had a straight. You had the stone cold nuts, you fucking dunce. <laughs> yeah. All you did was hung in the pot, you fucking idiot. And like, there was nothing about like, I guess you could make an argument she was being deceptive about like down, you know, sandbagging her hand or something. Or like, she, but she the didn't. only other way to, to read it is that she assumed that they were bluffing and was fucking wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. And then and then fl- and then river card got it. River card and then she had to get yeah. her card on the river. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, okay, so she's actually just a dipshit. Like, <laughs> yeah. She's literally like, but nope. She's like an expert. Like they thing. they bet and went all in on the on the flop. No, um, they went they went all the way like on the turn. They like they, they on didn't the turn, actually went all in. Yeah, not on the on the flop. Oh, on the f- on on the not the on the last car on the on river. The river. On the river, on the river is when people started going all in. Oh, so, so there was no disincentive for her to not bet, and then she got her straight flush. She so, got the like, straight flush, so she knew what she so had. She, she had like, she no knew reason she was not to call. Unbeatable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if she <laughs> was if she was like on the button and she had to like sandbag her hand, and then they went over top of her or something. Like there was no interaction that gave her <laughs> any like. So that was a writer who said, "I want the." game to end like this let me work backwards and it just didn't make sense yeah it's so easy though to call a poker like i can't even imagine that they nobody just google world's best poker reads and like i'm sure that there's some article about the 10 like 10 best reads in like world series of poker history like probably there's got to be a grip or somebody who played in college you know like Uh, somebody somebody, there's always a a person around you know jesus christ like it's just it's so cringe when they just fucking waste like it's like so lazy (laughs) like just get that one thing right but yeah like there are other ones like time traveling when they just like arbitrarily use time travel to fix shit or whatever or uh, whatever. There's Does a that, few that happened in a Lincoln lawyer. Yeah, I would say there's yeah. time travel. Yeah, in Lincoln super lawyer. annoying. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no but just just movie tropes that like will oh, like okay. deal break the movie for. I thought me. it was like, like oh. an Infinity Stone situation yeah. where they had to like send the Lincoln lawyer team back in time to. No, but like in Star Trek when Eric Bandit comes out of that poop hole that's like out of time and sure. it's like it's like what? Yeah, fuck off. You know, like that had a good reason. <laughs> did it? Yeah. I'll defend that reason. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I will. Fucking <laughs> Dunsey. But um, <laughs> Spock created a black hole to suck up a supernova that was going to blow yeah, yeah. up Romulus. I don't know what your problem with that is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, you brought me here for that Star Trek deep lore, and that's yeah, what I'm here for. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> but otherwise, the Lincoln lawyer is good. Other than the fact that in both that both seasons, his client was ultimately guilty, who he had to get. Ju- oh, actually, the first one. The first one ends on like a Law and Order SVU fucking like they just were like ah fuck it let's just SVU this which is which is guy gets away with it so Olivia Benson and and Stabler are like ooh you know and then he's out in the court like I'm free uh the you know the city owes me a trillion dollars and I'm gonna sue the police force for making you know things and then they're just like there's never gonna be justice and then of course like the dad of like the daughter who was raped kills him on the on the court steps. Yep. And then he's like, and then that's when Ice T's like, the streets always gives you the justice or whatever, you know, like, executive producer Dick Wolf. And exactly, he's like, you're just another day in New York. Like, anytime they lose, they still just win. Because, like, there's always a dad with a six shooter just like waiting on the court steps. And nobody fucking. When your solution to every writing problem is dad with a six shooter. That's 100% what happens in this one, though. The guy gets off, then sort of Kaiser Soze reveals, like, I'm actually a genius. And then, um, court courthouse steps bragging about it gets shot by just some girl who was like 
you know, whatever. Wow. Oh, awesome. They SVU'd it. So second season, this happens again? Yes. 100%. So he, gets, he gets another client, gets them off, and they're guilty? I, I 100%. Are they just repeating she's, the same she's, story plot she's season to season? not guilty of the murder in which he was doing the court. Oh, like, well, good uh, job You know, then. I was trialing. Budget but she, Perry Mason. He was like the whole time, the whole season that you were like, uh, where's your ex-husband? We need him as a witness. And then she was like, just trust me. It's He's just, he's in Mexico. He's a douche. And, uh. I don't know why they needed the ex-husband. There was no overlap between his even existence oh, cool. and, and relevance to the case. Like it didn't actually make sense in the story why it was so important. Um, Foreshadowing. But yes, then he was gone. Turns out that the reason why she was defending her restaurant so much and that she was will- unwilling to sell it or slash give it up as collateral for the trial, etc., for bail, was because she had buried his dead body under it. Oh yeah. So he under he uncovered a murder. After- Isn't that like a good reason to sell it? And then just like leave and go somewhere else. I mean, who's gonna like well, dig up underneath your restaurant to discover? It bones? wasn't. It was just in the garden of a restaurant, and it was a land developer that got killed who was trying ah, to I see. basically okay. build condos. Or something. Okay, gotcha. Mm. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. And that was her yeah. ex-husband. Her ex-husband, she had killed and buried, and then she. Okay. Yeah. All right. But but thankfully, um, he managed to put that all together and put her away for life after the fact. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Nice work. Is that? Is that what happened in the movie? Did he get somebody off, and then it turned out that they were guilty of something else? I can't. The movie yeah. was so milk I, I can't don't remember. remember. It. Yeah, it was just I saw Matthew it like, McConaughey driving around like they were like montage court filing scenes or whatever. Like, yeah. it was. I saw it on like a date, and like I like every, like for some reason with this girl, every movie I saw with her, it was always gonna be the worst movie ever. So I thought you were work. gonna be like it was more chill than movie. No, no, it was just it was just all movie. Yeah, it gives you yeah. more time to make out and everything, right? No, nope. uh. not when the movie's that bad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we just, just so it, the mood the at that two, point. it was Grandma's Boy and Lincoln Lawyer were the two movies. We Grandma's watched. Boy is legit. <laughs> we Grandma's fucking boy, Grandma's Boy as a date movie is yeah. like is the problem. Probably, yeah. yeah, Lincoln Lawyer, I can see. I'm not sure I would have picked grandma's boy yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no it was awful it was yeah. all and i i like hated that movie for like the longest time and then i watched it like years later i was like oh it's actually pretty funny yeah did she grandma's oh. boy did she yeah. walk around <laughs> lincoln not lincoln lawyer, <laughs> not lincoln lawyer. <laughs> did she walk around for like the next week uh whenever you ran into her and were like not if you had robot ears no well no. okay no mm-hmm <laughs> we like purged that movie from our memory pretty pretty quickly. Yeah, fair. It was awkward. I don't know, they're both comedy masterpieces, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I have to watch the Lincoln Lawyer. It's got to be on Netflix or something. Uh, probably. Some All sure. it was was like a lawyer that like lived out of a Lincoln, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, a, is a that case. what the show is? He travels around and he's like, he's like a lo- an a team, a one man a team lawyer style yeah yeah he literally is like, like it's like the equalizer yeah, where, yeah. <laughs> jesus only you can help me or like jack reacher he's like jack reacher only he's like only with legally law. yeah yeah and like less, he punches way people less with cool. law yeah like <laughs> he goes into like a bar and like the neighborhood toughs are like harassing him he's like first i'm gonna file a motion and then we're gonna like do a, a c1 <laughs> yeah, yeah. a c130 or whatever and then they're, they're like jesus christ the pen just, the pen yeah. really is mitered yeah. than the sword exactly <laughs> they're, yeah. they're all on the ground with like broken arms and shit because he's like 
<laughs> Jesus, why am I not watching this show? Uh, I would absolutely watch that show in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that just Eagle Heart? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I think Eagle no. Heart's based on actually, no, it's, Eagle it's Daredevil. Actually, Eagle Heart's actually good. <laughs> yeah, a little Adult Swim show. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely what I br- was bringing up. Yeah, I used to watch that. Um, NTSF SUV, whatever that one that was around that same time yeah. that was making fun of those shows. I watched the, that one. The one that was the hospital spinoff was my Children's favorite. Hospital. Yeah, Children's mm-hmm. I love Very Children's good show. Hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody on there was awesome. Rob Cordry. Yeah. yeah. Uh I've been watching a new show that's not great, but I keep watching it. Mm-hmm. I think it's been around for a while because I'm pretty sure there's three seasons now on HBO, but The Warrior. You guys seen it or heard of it Mm -mm. so i guess this was a bruce lee project uh that never got made i haven't looked too deeply into it but it clearly is bruce lee inspired because the main character does like bruce lee moves but it's about uh chinese tongs in san francisco after the building of the railroads and during the kind of growth phase of san francisco as a city um and like during the period when you know, like they're pushing to like the, currently in season one, there is a senator from California that's pushing for a um, Chinese exclusion act, basically pack up all the Chinese and send them back to, to China or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of the show is about like strife between the Irish who like aren't working as much because the Chinese will work for cheaper in San Francisco. And, and so strife between the Irish and the Chinese. So anyway, the premise could be like a good show. It's like the most uh, like surface level take of, yeah. <laughs> of that. Uh, primarily, it's just a vehicle for um, martial arts. Yeah. But it is actually choreographed really well, for, especially for a TV show. Um, I think that I, I like the idea of like Bruce Lee martial artists fighting like Irish guys doing that like fist curled leprechaun yeah, uh-huh. and all uh, yeah. put up your dukes kind <laughs> of like dukes. yeah just getting the absolute shit kicked out of them. marcus of queensberry <laughs> rules i mean yeah there's yeah. also uh like uh the madam of the main like chinese brothel she like slinks out in the night and like murders irishmen in the streets with her like uh jeez her uh whatever chinese the big chinese sword not the thin one but whatever the yeah. dao or something you know that's not it but uh anyway somebody listening to us will know some weeb will know mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh so i think it's worth watching just for the martial arts it's plenty of like tong on tong action and then also tong on irish action so okay um the one something that's super weird about it is the slang so they they do something I haven't decided whether I like yet or not, where they will speak in Chinese, but it's like for two or three sentences, and then they like make a noise or whatever, and it clicks, and like they're speaking English, but you're you take it's very obvious when they're supposed to be speaking Chinese and no one else can understand them, and the main character he can also speak English because his grandfather was American or something like that, mm-hmm. um, so like. He'll go back and forth, but they make it pretty obvious when they're going back and forth. Um, I think I like it. I think it's that's, that part's well done, but it's like a little disruptive at first when you're getting used to it. Hmm. Um, but like I said, the choreography is really good. Uh, 
the main character is, was definitely like if this was a Bruce Lee project, which supposedly it was, um, it's obvious that he's playing the role that Bruce Lee intended for himself. And like he'll even there is one fight where he even like jumped on the guy's chest and did the like twist mm-hmm. uh like yeah like uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. he basically like, like adjusts his, his own back yeah exactly yeah lower lumbar oh i got it um so yeah they've got like hatchet men fighting hatchet men there's plenty of nudity it's like uh what uh it's like prestige tv but like dumped down so so, so deadwoods plus yeah it's like no it's so nowhere near as smart as deadwood but okay. yes yes i'm, I'm, I'm yeah. just talking about that like yeah. the old west yeah it has it has the nudity and violence for no reason it has all the like bush light swelling like appeal of that that show had like in terms of like that <laughs> <Bush> level <light>? what? <laughs> like you know like the bush light swelling cl- crowd would put on uh might put on deadwood and like accidentally watch a good show because like yeah uh, it's cowboys and they're like shooting he- each other and like that bartender saying my favorite word. Yeah, and like they're <laughs> over and over. Yeah, he beat that woman. I love it. And <laughs> so like wow. <laughs> so it has all those things to it, but it doesn't have like the sipping sipping fine whiskey yeah. <laughs> aspect to it's, it. All the Sons of Anarchy people immediately had a new home. Right. Yeah. But like I said, I feel like martial choreography has just gotten bad with the advent and rise of the mcu <laughs> like how sloppy and shitty most of their fight scenes are mm-hmm. choreographed mm-hmm. and uh this is actually especially for a tv show it's well done so there's always like six fucking fights per episode <laughs> so <laughs> it's uh it's totally they're busy the stunt yeah. people are busy and the characters are uh generally likable um so i think i recommend it i think i've got one more episode in season one i think it's like eight 45 minute episodes okay and uh i will defend marvel a little bit mm. most of their characters aren't martial artists <sighs> not according to the game we play i feel like every other character is a martial artist whenever i get within range two <laughs> <laughs> i mean sure i actually like the core i bet i probably just dismiss it when it's not but like I think like every fight Captain America's in, I generally think is awesome. The yeah, like the Winter Soldier movie. Yeah, yeah Winter yeah. Soldier, so, Bucky, Captain America. I'll agree that they have some that are great. Like the fight between Thanos and uh, Captain America when he's using Thor's hammer in in game. That that fight's awesome. Shang Chi had some good fights on the bus. Ish, it did have some. Was, yeah. It did. Have, yeah, the one on the bus was yeah. well choreographed. But watch like any of the Black Panthers. They're just such a friggin mess in the fight scenes they just jump cut all to hell anything that black widow was like doing was usually jump cut all the hell and that's just kind of the standard template if it's like a one-on-one except even then killmonger and black panther and black panther one is probably one of the worst fight scenes i've ever seen in my life all cgi at at the end yeah the cgi trains and like the jump cutting and uh so bad but if you think about other Marvel end fights where they're just electric beams in space, kind of right. shooting at also each other that. and then ramming into each other, kind of Superman-ish, but really slow. I just I just watched uh, the last episode of Secret Invasion, so there was oh, that God. there was that fight scene there at the end. Oh my that God, was, that was a pretty sweet one. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me turn down that sarcasm meter real quick. Ah, there we go. Let's get it off of eleven. Uh, yeah, that's I'll have a to watch that one. Oh, that's a fu- dude. You will you will have an absolute meltdown, and you'll come on this, and you'll have 
an hour and 45 minutes of material just complaining uh, about Secret Invasion. It's like not so offensive yeah. that it'll probably, it's just like super forgettable. Okay, well, that's good because like, yeah. Nothing all, happens. All I see is the chuds on YouTube. You know, like every time a movie. Oh, uh, they probably just hate that a woman won the fight. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Correct. Oh, I mean, she did marry Suett. Yeah. I, well, so did he. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Even playing field. <laughs> this, is, this is like uh, the other thing, too, about the MCU and also just where the world we live in is it's always like a battle between the two extremes. It's like the Chuds v- versus the, the Wokes, whatever. And it's like. This series will be like, well, why did they kill off Colby Smulders? They fridged her for the show, and it's like not fair to women. And then, like, they'll talk about like the show could have done better by blah blah blah, not making a woman a bad guy, not killing the most important woman in the MCU currently in the first episode. With all basically like, you know, they'll like every the normal people will have their like liberal complaints, and then at the back end, the chuds will be like, you got way too woke, got broke, and uh, blah blah blah. <laughs> I hate that Daenerys chick. You know, like they just have like a, for whatever reason Daenerys just bug, bugs them. Hmm. So like she's just like a trigger face. And the worst part too is like why? Like I don't even know what she's think, done. The end I of I Game think of at Thrones. One point she said that she, she like, hung out like, with Brie Larson once or something. Yeah, was exactly. enough to, like, yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. So and then they just well they've been mad at Mickey ever since he's like been tussling with Mickey's been in a, basically a fight with uh, DeSantos or whatever. And like, so there's just, it's like coming on down just, yeah, it's like, so yeah, anytime on one of these shows, it's like, it's like, can it just be fucking good? Like wouldn't they just shut everybody up and like be fine. But anyways, no, they can't be good. Cause it's got it. Yeah. Cause it's literally an assembly line process that no one thinks too much about and just cranks it out. I for mean, content. if James Gunn's it, James Gunn, did, it, that'd be a good show. I mean, maybe I didn't think Guardians Three was particular. I know everybody loved Guardians I loved Three. Guardians I thought it was 3, like, yeah, eh, whatever. Well, like Guardians Three, Peacemaker, like. Well, Guardians Three was good enough that it, it kills. That's the thing is, if it's good enough, both sides shut the fuck up. The only like the yeah, only the battleground true. only ever happens yeah. is if the movie's bad enough that they can blame what they don't like. Well, mm-hmm. it, that depends because like the new Batman movie, like the new one where the, they, we've Robert seen with Pat- Penguin, Robert, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson, yeah, that was just le- legitimately a good movie. And yes, it was legitimately a good movie, but it was long and cerebral, which there's going to be plenty of chubs, chuds that don't like. Yeah, I oh. guess. I guess, yeah. <laughs> Batman didn't fight enough. He wasn't Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Release the yeah. Snyder cut of this. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't Ben Affleck. I hate to be, I hate to be a populist, but Bat- they're never going to let American play James Bond. We should never let a Brit play Batman. Ever. <laughs> you didn't like Robert Pattinson as Batman. Or no. Christian Bale, uh, no. who's also British. Actually, I didn't. I didn't like either of them as actual. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Granted, if Henry Cavill had been Bruce Wayne, probably would have been fine, but that would be my only like mm. exception. <laughs> I feel like that would have been pretty bad. I mean, he <laughs> that was the problem with his Superman, is that he was basically playing Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing with Oppenheimer out now is they're releasing a lot of the audition cuts of uh, Killian Murphy mm-hmm. auditioning for Bruce Wayne and Batman, but before they made him Scarecrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was interesting. That would have been a different film. Yeah. Because he like a is Michael, a Michael Keaton kind of experience. Well, he's kind of, it's not even that, he, but he's not funny. <laughs> he's just a very mm. creepy looking dude. And it's yeah. hard to have him be Bruce Wayne. And then to put the cowl on and still see those really intense eyes in it. Like, I, I, he's probably a decent Batman. I don't think he could have played Bruce Wayne well. That I don't think he would have sold it for me. Mm-hmm. He's just too weird looking. Yep. But we've already 
shot herself in the foot on Batman. It's been a Brit twice. So now we just need two Americans to play James Bond. Get All on right. it. Which Americans? Get on it. Um, pitch, pitch I'm right just now. gonna just approve that Chris, Ems, Hem, or Chris Evans isn't an actual like movie star. Chris Evans, and then he's <laughs> not a movie star. <laughs> I think he kind of is, but he's like I don't think he can play James Bond just for the sake. Like James, you know that role. Do you want him to do a really bad British accent? The, James, well, Bond. what kind of James Bond do you want? Yeah, because we've had five different James Bonds. Yeah, they're yeah. also very different. Yeah, the Roger Daltrey or Roger uh, Roger Dalton or whatever his name is. Dalton. Dalton, yeah. You want that one? That one Hurry, with a better, Roger Moore. I want Roger no, I want Timothy to, Dalton. Timothy, Timothy Dalton. Dalton and Timothy Roger Dalton Moore. with uh with uh, Remington Steele's hair. You want Pierce Brosnan's <laughs> hair? Pierce Brosnan's hair on Timothy on Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Yeah. What? Timothy Dalton's eighties hair was so terrible that it just was like, ruining just it for feathered me. out and yeah, it's just like, Timothy, it could glide basically. Timothy Dalton's like uh like super steady, middle of the road, literally no high points or low points ac- uh, delivery. Of. Timothy Dodd was an amazing. An I'm amazing not. James I'm not Bond. saying that I didn't enjoy Live and Let Die. I did. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, and Pierce Brosnan's a better James Bond. He just had Bad worse movies. movies. Yeah, yeah. His yeah. movies are. Well, that's so you want. I think you Golden you Bond want something more in the vein of Timothy Dalton and um, uh, Brosnan. No, uh, oh. I was going to say our most recent one. Why can't I think of Daniel it? Craig. Yeah, Daniel Craig. You want a Bond that acts like that. Yeah. Not a Bond that acts like Sean Connery and what Pierce Brosnan ultimately acted like. You just want Pierce Brosnan. Because he had to there. camp it up so bad at yeah. the end of those films. Yeah. Goldeneye, I will defend, is a good Bond film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, well, that was well written. We also have a ton of nostalgia for it because of the, of the video yeah. game. <laughs> I, I think the movie was decent. It was I, fine. I actually liked that Bond. Mm. I mean, I like the Bond technically. Like when I was a kid, I thought Remington Steele was literally James Bond. So I was like, yeah. And when this Timothy when <laughs> Timothy Dalton got the job, I was like, what in the fuck is this? But then more more uh, nostalgically, I'm like, actually, he was a pretty good one because like Roger Moore is a pure creeper, and. Uh, just <laughs> man, like having this creepy 55 well i was gonna say that's i don't know that that was roger moore's fault that was that they were just like yeah he's almost or he is 60 we can yeah. go ahead and put him in this love interest role with a like 20 year old girl yeah that made him a creeper but i don't think roger moore is a creeper <laughs> no, I mean, maybe he was <laughs> I, it's a real hot take that the man in real life is a piece it's, of shit it's interesting too because of those movies um i wasn't really like pop culturally sentient yet you know mm-hmm. like you you kind of are you know sure. you're just too much of a kid you so you watch yeah. cartoons and stuff yeah yeah but i just do remember that duran duran soundtrack view to a kill oh yeah was fucking like popping off banger banging <laughs> banging that's a roger moore movie yeah and it's like they've got duran duran like just they're attaching this fucking old turd mm-hmm. it's like this like <laughs> bra, bra, uh, who's who's the old guy with the gun on the on the on subway all the time uh Charles Bronson. Like this, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Charles, old curmudgeon like, old British guy old hitting guy on, like, with a gun on a 19-year-old chicks, and he's so cool okay. that Duran Duran's got to have, like, the most banging soundtrack ever. <laughs> Anyways, uh, and then they replaced him, and I was like, okay, well, it's obviously going to be Remington Steele, because that, like, that dude is literally just James Bond. Like, there's yeah. no way. That show is just James Bond, the television series. Yeah. I actually think Chris Evans might be able to do it. I mean, I would enjoy the attempt, yes. Yeah. I would. Uh, yeah. I think he, After I think seeing The Gray might. Man. I'm like, hmm, 
interesting yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the gray man and i've uh, only seen about 20 minutes of the gray man before i couldn't stomach any more gray <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think chris evans is pretty good and i do like him when he's in and when he's in roles that is challenging his like persona yeah. but did you like him in knives out i did and that is yeah. a role that it's like i don't think it's perfect yeah. um but uh you know but gray man is one of those ones like oh, i'll always have a soft spot for him because uh Probably literally one of the last superheroes that I ever would have like given a shit about is Captain America. And then he actually made me be like, oh, I still don't really care about Marvel, but I really like that Captain America fellow. That guy's pretty sweet. Nice. Specifically, you know, when he hel- he holds the helicopter, he ties the helicopter down. Oh, yeah. Bare arms. Oh, yeah. Anytime yeah. he's like, or like when he's ripping the wood apart. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> did you know he like he asked for that helicopter scene apparently no yeah did he ask for the america's ass scene i don't think so but <laughs> i feel like that's something robert Downey jr said on set and then they wrote it in like last minute sure um yeah i can see chris evans uh what about chris pine <laughs> chris evans as as james bond and chris pine is the bad guy just the duel Jesus. of the Chris's. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. <laughs> could we handle it? Mm. Yeah, we could handle it. Okay. I haven't heard anything about Bond. It's been a while. Mm. Uh, they Since talked the about a few people break. that they were rejecting rumors of, but there are still people in the running. It's going to be Phoebe Waller-Bridge, and then it's just oh, going to Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Jane Bond, here yeah. it comes. Yeah. I mean, there's the new Gal Gadot... Uh, Heart of Stone or whatever. Oh, that's that Netflix show, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Or movie or whatever the hell that I is. haven't. I haven't. Did you ever see Red Notice? Huh. That that Rock and Ryan Reynolds and her. No. On Netflix, no. it's the that's more milk toast than the Lincoln Lawyer. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, that's, it had absolutely. It's the content factory. Yeah. Like you just line it up and you turn it out, and you got the same. 12 guys writing the same script over and over and you put different actors and different sets in it and just churn it out, burn it out, make the money, get it in, get the views. Don't tell anybody what those views are. Don't pay residuals. Exactly. Yeah. So part of that writer strike that, I mean, it's, I'm terrified that they're like exploring the options of having writers be AI. Like, sure. (laughs) I would rather have bad writing. That's not possible. It's not possible that they're like it's guaranteed that they're exploring it that's like not a question but that's that's part of the problem that's part of the strike is like to shut it down stop doing it and then you know they're like no how about no how about (laughs) we just make free money yeah (laughs) like we reduce our budget by x per like four percent and then or we pay extras for one day scan their bodies and put them in netflix shows for the rest of their lives yeah exactly yeah yeah so weird but just the (laughs) the ai movies are gonna be I mean, they're already pretty rough now, so actually, I can only imagine them getting I'm worse. assuming the Gray Man was an AI movie. Yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which maybe that's maybe the writer is like, that's what they need to light fire, not fire under there. I mean, that's what I was going to say is like, uh, yeah, I'm definitely on the writer's side, and I obviously think the writers are super important. Same. But also, if you just look at the bulk of content that's being created right now, it wouldn't matter if it was an AI or a writer writing it. It's schlock. And I think that's still the studio's fault. I mean, maybe. It's what they're willing to fund. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and they're, 
I'm sure they have a billion notes on everything that comes down and they're not willing to take chances. Well, they're willing to fund what we'll go watch and all we go to the movies to watch is Marvel movies. Yeah. So, like, at the end of the day, it's not on true. us. Not you and me. Oppenheimer, Barbie. Yeah. That's a they're, little that's a little bright spot. They're breaking it. They're breaking it down. Well, that's why Mattel is making what a billion more toy movies now, or mm. looking at yeah. because of how yeah. big that was. They're like, that's not what exactly. we wanted. I'm pause as as I've seen a few other people say. Yes, uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer being successful is great, and I'm sure Hollywood will learn exactly the correct lessons. From that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Get ready for the BCU. Well, they were saying yeah. on the last really big writer strike, not the one in the early 2000s, but before that, like in the 1940s or something like that, there was another big, big strike that lasted for a long time. And that ushered in the kind of new golden age of Hollywood. Like they had to wait for the studios to essentially break down to nothing. Then they'd be willing to take big chances on, you know, people like Spielberg and stuff like that. Scorsese, those guys all came out of that wave post strike. So they're seeing whether or not this will do that again and then give people the ingenuity to actually give creative, original screenplays and filmmakers a chance to do something. I mean, yeah, A24 always has like definitely some original ideas. Oh, A24 is crazy. I some love of it. them are not good. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. But, sure, they're willing, but, but they're swinging for the fences, and yeah, I appreciate that. They're not all going to be 450-foot piss missiles, but they're... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, those started showing up on my YouTube. Yeah, me night. too. Guess why? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. I have no reason there's no reason they should have showed up on my YouTube and then they just all of a sudden I like was I was like flipping through the like uh the little like little Instagram well not Instagram but the little The shorts. The shorts, yeah, yeah the yeah. YouTube shorts. And then all of a sudden I was like watching this ba- baseball one about like uh, them like creating a rule for fans to catch baseballs. Yeah. Uh, and Lost then, steroid daddy. And then all fork. of a sudden I heard the like sending the piss missile out. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did actually look up one so that I could understand what you guys were talking about. But now it's 100% in everything that I have. So I didn't look it up. It just showed up. That's wild. It came on its own. That's, yeah. You were thinking about it. I'm sure it's because we're yep. friends on whatever that. It's just linking those things together. Hey, your friend liked this. Watch it. Yeah. yeah. Google spying on us. Mm. Always. But anyway, um, they're not like again, A24 is going to take risks. They're going to do wild, uh, you know, horror films, existential mind fucks and musicals. Uh, was There's like a new musical that A24 is doing. It's their first musical or something like that they're going to do. I'm, they're just going all over the map. And I love the fact that they're trying weird stuff and that it's original. These aren't part four of you know well, 15. that i think is unfortunately the situation we're in which is that something that is wholly original counts as being weird yeah because it's not it's normal like, right now okay <laughs> yep so unless you got christopher nolan's name in the front of it mm-hmm. even let, then let a, him do ever even then it's a biopic shot on imax film <laughs> that's true <laughs> oppenheimer might be the least necessary IMAX like <laughs> filming. I watched it in IMAX. I did too. Yeah, I did too. And the whole time I was like, oh, I yeah, it in IMAX. yeah, sure, yeah, sure. But unlike Dunkirk, sure, like that makes sense. This is just it's a big he, war movie. This is just he likes filming on this film. Yeah, so <laughs> that's and why he wants it to is. shake you out of your seat with sound. And he yeah. sure and has. 
highly dramatic music under all of the dialogue the entire film. I would say over the dialogue in yeah. several parts of the that's film. Fair. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fair. He says he doesn't care. He thinks that, that that's supposed to be that way. You're not supposed to understand what they're saying. Yeah, that's he also fair. said that about Tenet, too, actually. There's one of the scenes in Tenet where they're on a boat, mm. and he's like with Kenneth Branagh, and he's talking to him. Mm. You cannot hear them over the sound of the boat going. Mm. And people are just like, fucking turn up the volume on this scene. They're like, no, you're not supposed to know what they're talking about, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's what Christopher Nolan said. And you're like, what? Why would you Why would why you, do would you that? shoot the scene? Yeah, why would you shoot the scene and have characters talking to each other, and the audience isn't supposed to care? Mm-hmm. So I, I just went into Oppenheimer going, yeah, I'm not going to be able to hear what he says to anybody, so it's fine. The dialogue isn't important. It's all about the vibe. <laughs> no oh, one's a big yeah. vibe guy. I did forget. Oppenheimer's a big vibe guy. <laughs> I legit forgot I saw movies this week. Mm-hmm. Okay, what'd you see? I saw the Sounds movie. like they were probably pretty good then. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, I watched movies. What? Uh, I'm honestly I'm on one hour of sleep and I just worked ten and a half hours. Oh, nice. I'm like, yeah. But uh, be a fun I watched podcast. uh I watched um Mission Impossible. Yes. Oh yeah, how was mm-hmm. it? I think it's technically you forgot good. You saw it. <laughs> I did legit fall asleep. During like probably ten minutes of it, mm-hmm. you're on one hour and sleep. Of course, it happened to be like exactly when a new character gets introduced. <laughs> <laughs> the Haley Atwell character? Uh, no. Okay. The uh, one of the villain or ish characters in the in the movie gets introduced in this scene, and I woke up as they're all kind of like meeting in this like. Yeah, in this like club, and then they just like it, they disperse in different directions. I'm like, what's going? I don't know what the fuck is happening. Mm-hmm. And then it's just this chasing. It's a lot of chase scenes in this movie. Yeah, most of it is chase scenes. Yeah, are they Tom Cruise running right, or so driving? It's, it's a lot of Tom Cruise. So it's yeah. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, but like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's better than that. I've seen it too, so okay. I, can, I can also comment. But it oh. is it is better than Dial of Destiny. It is the chick in the white the the blonde haired Vin- oh. or uh, um, Vanessa Kirby? Sure. She's going to be Sue Storm. Or oh, they're yeah, confirming yeah, yeah. her to be yeah, Sue Storm. Yeah, yeah, her. Um, yeah, she's, she's been in two of the other movies. Okay, well, I forgot her entirely. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, I know, I know I've know i seen three and four. I don't remember them at all. Well, three, I thought maybe this Three was movie... the J.J. Abrams one with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Is this the fourth one? No, this is the, the fifth, fifth, one. Six. fifth one. No. I was going to say, no. I think it's more what? than five. Yeah, well, there's, there's Ghost Protocol. So there's one, two, and three. Ghost Protocol... Rogue Nation and Fallout. Fallout was the Henry Cavill one. This is the next one. So it's seven. Okay, I've definitely seen the Henry Cavill one. That's Fallout. That's the one right just before this one. Okay. I don't remember shit. All I remember <laughs> is him loading his Cocking guns. his arms. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It. Yep. And the plane scene. Yeah. Him like dangling from the, from the edge of the plane. You remember him loading his arms because you <laughs> felt the same way I did when Chris uh, Evans was splitting the wood. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. like, man, I, I need to load my guns like that. <laughs> and grew a beard, and apparently a pocket appears on his shirt that wasn't there before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but that's editing problems. So, yes, yeah, so the this is number, this is in Mission Impossible 7, part one. There is going to be a part two to this. So, thank God. I, I enjoyed, I've, I've actually enjoyed most of the Mission Impossible movies, two kind of, but that's more just respect for John Woo. Two uh, is the best one. What? Two was the best one. Okay, dude, I loved Mission Impossible Two. Okay, that's fine. That's the you one can have that, that opinion. That's the one that has the Metallica theme song, right? Yes, I disappear. Yeah, yeah. And then he fights Doug Ray Scott, who did dubs. that movie instead of being Wolverine. 
He was he was up yeah. for the Wolverine role and said, "No, I'm going to do this Mission Impossible movie. This Marvel movie sucks," and leaves. And Ju- Hugh Jackman takes the character and runs mm-hmm. with him forever. And then you haven't heard anything about Doug Ray Scott for like 20 years mm-hmm. until now. Right now, you're welcome, right. everybody. We got you. I always so, thought it was Du Gray. Is it Du Gray? I don't know, but that's what I've always thought. Oh, it was Doug Ray. <laughs> Whatever. Um, three, Philip Seymour Hoffman did a really good job. J.J. Uh, Abrams, again, didn't really know what to do with anything um, in terms of finishing a film. Did he of. not put lens flare on it? Oh, there was a lot of lens flare. Okay, yeah. well, there uh, he, he did it. In it. No, you yeah. got it. You're, you're right. He, he nailed it. Um, but Philip Seymour Hoffman was amazing in that one. And then, yeah. Philip I, I think, Seymour Hoffman was good in a, in a role? Really? Yeah. A shocker. Um, and then Jeremy Renner was in four, which was Ghost Protocol, where he was hanging from the oh, side yeah, of the that building didn't with have the Tom Velcro Cruise, right? Skin. No, he was in it. He was? You were no. thinking of the Bourne movies. Yeah. He took no, over I for know, one of the Bourne I know ones. he also took over for yeah. Mad Damon. My least favorite actor of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Damon. You and Jimmy Kimmel just hate Mad Damon. He both That's do. right. The two people in yeah. the world. That's <laughs> right. The two people don't like Mad Damon. I gotta, they gotta well, don't go see Oppenheimer then. I already did. All right. I, was, I hated him. And it? you hated him in that role. Yeah. Um, we send a letter yeah, so Ghost Protocol Kimmel. and then Rogue Nation is where they introduce the Ilsa Faust character, which is the Rebecca Ferguson character from this one. And they're fighting like a anti version of their team with this bad guy. And yeah. And then Fallout is Henry Cavill. And then this one. Yeah. I, I think they're all cool. And I really like Ghost Protocol. I enjoyed that movie a lot. It was hilarious. I remember too. I've seen Mission Impossible two a lot. Well, I remember specifically podcasting with Nigel about it because you kept talking about smoking hot Paula Patton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in... Paula Poundstone. Paula Patton. <laughs> 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 Run, Paula. Yep. <laughs> it's like that Simone thing we were talking about earlier. But yeah. anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it, that's so that's Ghost Protocol, and that it weirdly has Jeremy Renner in it for like half a second, and then he never comes back. Mm-hmm. And they just cycle through the characters in this mm. one. So Dead Reckoning is half of a film. You you don't get any resolution on story. You have well, a few action set pieces. Kind of like The Mummy. Yeah. Damn. Like starting up the dark bro, universe. Too soon. I mean, if there's like, <laughs> right into the next Tom Cruise bliss yeah. blast. There's like character growth in this movie. So it's not like it wasn't like worthwhile. Uh, I'm not saying it's not worthwhile. I'm yeah. just saying Haley it's At- not. Haley Atwell's character specifically. She's I like Haley Atwell. She is great, actually. I like her. I liked her in Agent Carter. She had like a lawyer show that I watched for a little while, but it was mostly oh. just for her than anything. Is that Agent Carter? Is yeah, is Haley Atwell? Yes. Okay. She looked really good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Not like in like she's a, an attractive woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Um. The uh, the lady who plays Mantis. I never remember how to pronounce her name. Pom Clementoff or whatever. Oh, yeah, her she name was is. pretty good. Too. She was an awesome kind of bad guy in this. Yeah. Kind of weird. Um. I liked her character a lot. She's kind of a like psychopath. Yeah, in this movie. she did a really good job playing a psychopath. Yeah, I always thought Mantis was a psychopath too, so it ends up working out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I enjoyed Dead, Dead Reckoning, but I don't know if I liked the film until I see what the second half of it is to know if the first part is actually setting up anything good. You kind of get that, you know, half part thing. Yeah. Nobody talks about Harry Potter Seven Part One. They talk about Part Two because well, that's where all the shit. I mean, happens. it's not so like. I don't know. It's not like I feel like it didn't leave you on. Su- I don't know because like their their mission was kind of accomplished. Essentially, they are trying to get this key, and they have to figure out where the key goes. And they accomplished that part of the mission. And now there's just a second part of the mission is now now that they know where it goes, they have to find it. 
Yeah. It's find MacGuffin, now yeah. take MacGuffin to position X. Yeah. It's kind of similar to Fast X, like, looking at this toolbox here. Fast X kind of reminded me of the same thing where it just kind of ends. And you're like, oh, oh okay, God, I guess we'll figure out. three movies this year. I guess we'll figure out what that next movie is. is no, Dune is the actual end. No, no, Spider-Man. Spider-Man also just ends. Oh, the animated one. That yeah. I, f- I felt like that movie is more of a trilogy middle. Like that felt like a return. I uh, felt like an Empire Strikes Back situation to me more than part one of a part two oh, sure. finale. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man did specifically. But Fast X and this Mission Impossible movie are very kind of like, hey, we ran out of time. The story is not quite done yet, but tune back in in a couple years. And you're like, okay, I'll tell you if I like this movie in a couple and, years, then, then I guess. it's like, writer strike, tune back in in three years. Yeah. <laughs> Let's postpone it even longer, which I know they're doing for Beyond the Spider-Verse or whatever the next yeah. one is. In the writer strike will absolutely not affect the development of Fast 11. <laughs> you're right. They don't need writers for that. No, no, yeah. no, absolutely not. All they, they need, need is a car engine. Yeah. Yeah. They need Finn to show up and growl, and then the yeah. CGI people yeah. work their asses the off. The actor strike might have some effect. Yeah. But All right, they fair. just literally film Vin Diesel in a room with a bunch of his GI Joes, and then <laughs> they sort this of. This what's going to happen. Exactly. They just dictate what happens. Yeah. Well, that reminds me of those. Re- I don't know if you've seen those reels. It's like this redhead guy with a beard comes into like this glass writer's room and just goes, Fast and Furious movies, we're making them. And just yelling at people, telling them they're fired and just saying, what's this about? Family, family. And he's like, you, you're fired. You pick up a gun. You make car noises. And he's like, Vroom, and he d- pretend drives out of the room. It's just like an insane <laughs> pitch meeting where he's yeah. just yelling at people. Um, that reminds me of every time we talk about Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> I also watched the uh, TMNT movie. Oh, the new one? Yeah. How is it? pretty good the it's what like the teens mutant ninja turtles yeah oh, yeah you, you talked mayhem. about this last time not on the podcast mm-hmm. nope that you saw it oh you weren't on the last podcast yeah. i thought you mm-hmm. did talk about it i talked about i mean yeah i think i talked about it with you guys but not on the podcast okay like you were excited it was coming out but you hadn't seen no it. he'd no, seen, I'd it. seen it oh is it out like, has it been out for a while because i got to preview it early oh right your movie theater job yeah okay and it came out on a tuesday wild yeah turtle tuesday um, yeah, no, it was, uh, it's, uh, it's solid. I don't know. It's not like, it's like, it, it leaves me wanting the next movie, which I guess is good because it, it kind of leaves you on a cliffhanger, but not really. They, they beat their bad guy in their movie, but they, the cliffhanger is Shredder's coming. So it's like, oh, and he's not in this one. He's not in this one. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, his shadow's in it. Oh, okay. Technically in it, I guess. Okay. Yeah, no, it's so, uh, but like, like, I think this movie suffers from them not really being ninjas, and they kind of just talk all the bad guys down, except for the one bad guy who turns into a giant monster. They talk them down? Yeah, basically. They're like, oh, hey, we're bros. Like, they just, they just bro out. Like, they're like, hey, you guys are mutants. We're mutants. That's crazy. <laughs> and then they just bro out for a couple hours so, and go bowling. So basically, they just D and D made their charisma checks against yeah. every monster and yeah, until yeah. the last except, one. Except for the boss, who was like, "Dude, why aren't we just killing all the other humans and turning them into mutants like us?" And then like, they're and then all the other mutants were like, like nah. "Actually, we don't kind of want that either." And then like like they're all just like, "Okay, I guess we're going to all fight the fly guy." Oh, so it's Baxter Stockman. Yeah, it's Superfly. Is the bad guy? Superfly. Superfly? He is called Superfly. Like but the 1970s movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the 2000 remake. Oh, yeah. right. Well, they, 
I was thinking I think of Shaft. They, I think they, Baxter Stockton was their his dad, the creator of him. Is oh, let him be okay. Yeah, because he was the original mad scientist that turned himself into a fly. Yeah, he in didn't turn himself games. into a fly. He turned a fly into a super fly. I was like, let's, oh, let's clarify that we're mean the original mad scientist that turned himself into a fly in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> yeah. world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you mean this didn't like start Jeff Goldblum for some reason? <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I feel like we were establishedly deep in the turtle lore, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Interesting. I don't know. It was it was fine. The I still feel like the uh, Batman versus Ninja Turtles movie was just a better Ninja Turtles movie than this was. But. <laughs> yeah. I watched They Clone Tyrone. Oh, that uh, Netflix that show? Was. How was that? Um. So, for those who haven't seen, the whole premise of the film is that a... A uh, drug dealer played by John Boyega, a pimp played by um, uh, Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox, thank you. You're welcome. And then a uh, a prostitute, a hoe, played by uh, an actress that I don't know very well, but I think she's one of the main characters in the new Marvels movie. See that? You know that that would make sense. Oh, like Monica Rambeau. There. No, it, that's not it. That makes Main sense. Since there's no movie stars world. anymore. You should not remember any of their names. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I've heard. They're yeah. all AI generated now. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're all just their characters. They're all it's, just their it's characters, either yeah. Captain Marvel or yeah, it's, or Winter Soldier. It's or, the actress who plays like Aurora or Polaris or whatever her name is. I can't remember the name of the hero. That's with Kamala and Carol. I believe that actress. Yeah. 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 So. um she plays Yo-Yo, the prostitute. In Yo-Yo? Yo-Yo, the prostitute. And okay. it's, uh, uh, so they that's... They call her Yo-Ho? Those, they didn't. No, her, name is, her name's Yo-Yo. It was they're, right there. I bet they really walked that dog. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Nice. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the premise is those three... That's the cradle baby. Uncover a giant uh, government plot to, like, mind control people, essentially. Mm-hmm. Do they have to wind her up and before they, they use her? And they tried. I don't know. I don't not in the not in the movie. <laughs> uh, so, good question though. Yeah. No, it's a good question. Uh, so uh, it's uh, fairly like slapsticky. There's a lot of um, relatively heavy-handed uh, symbolism or parallels between you know like African American. Col- I mean, yep. You know, right? Um, African American culture in America and like this particular situation mm-hmm. um there's definitely like plenty of like uh kind of like tired humor um but the thing about it the story wasn't like all that it wasn't bad but it wasn't great um the ending gets like not confused but it just like goes on longer than it should sure they don't do a good job of wrapping the movie up and you kind of lose interest in the last like 30 or 40 minutes but those three actors are like actually just really awesome in the movie. That's cool. Their their performances are all very very good. Um, and Jamie Fox is obviously an excellent actor. John Boyega, I didn't really know. I've only seen him in Attack the Block. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Hmm, Back in, that's the only thing I've seen him in. It's very You've never beyond seen the Star, Star Wars? Wars. Beyond the Star Wars yeah. movies. <laughs> um, that's the only thing I saw him in prior to that, and it's very hard to understand him because of his accent. Oh, sure. Like it's super, super British and slangy because he's with a group of kids. I don't know if, if you get a chance to watch it. It's a decent film um, where they're just a bunch of British 
punk kids yeah. in the gang when aliens land and they have to fight through their their gotcha. their you know to get gotcha. to weapons and things to try to save the world basically gotcha um no i other than mm-hmm. fen i hadn't seen him do anything mm-hmm. and fen is not like a very good uh slate to judge how good an actor somebody is nope. so um uh yeah he there's a scene at the near the beginning where he comes out of uh the pimp's name is slick something i can't remember it's slick ray Slickback. slick ray i think Jeez. it's uh, not motherfucker jones like it was in the no. horrible bosses movies no i think it's slick ray <laughs> yo-yo and i'm trying to think of what john boyega's characters is he uh, not tyrone no he's not oh. well he is but you don't get that part oh the very spoiler end. alert yeah, okay so. um so anyway uh he's like coming out of slick ray he's like trying he went to get like money from him and like kind of like stuck him up for the money and then left to get in his car and go back home and he's lighting a cigarette and there's this like there's this like shot that holds for a long time across the uh, front of the car and all you see is just him as he lights a cigarette up and you hear a car pull up behind his car and it's just, uh, like, this was actually, like, a really great shot by the director or the cinematographer, whichever one mm-hmm. planned it out. But uh, there's, like, all these, like, pink neon lights in this uh, motel that the pimp, like, holds up out of. Mm-hmm. And so it's this long shot across the car through the cab, uh, just uh, his side profile. He's smoking the cigarette as he lights up. He's, like, you know, like, uh, weary, tired of the day, mm-hmm. tired of the bullshit, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, sitting there and you can tell you can like read it on his face the car pulls up he doesn't pay a lot of attention to it for a second but then it just sits back there he goes to to back his car out realizes it's there then you see him realize who it is and he starts to get scared and like you can just see that like he's like fighting to like uh tamp down the fear and do the thing that he he knows he's got to do and like you know, he comes to grip with it and you can see him comes, come to grips with it. And then he like makes his move. Uh, and it's just this really nice long shot that was well shot by the director, but also just like, uh, really well acted by John Boyega in, and all conveyed through his facial expression. I was like that scene alone. I was just like, okay, I'm for sure watching this to the end of the movie. That's awesome. So like I said, the movie, not that great, but the three actors are like, awesome in it and it's worth watching just for their performance that's cool i've seen it on there i just haven't decided if i wanted it was something to watch or not but that's that's what i needed to hear mm-hmm. cool i'm trying to think if i'd seen anything recently i rewatched Wee's big adventure mm. just rip, i hadn't seen it Pee-wee. in years rip yeah. just i hadn't seen it in years and when a friend of mine loaded it up on a plex server and he's just like everybody wants to remember your childhood try it and i'm like okay and it, it holds up okay. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Yeah. And then I saw this one called Vengeance, um, which is directed and written and starring uh, the guy from The Office. Um, Rain Wilson. Robinson? No. Uh, Chris, Craig Robinson. No. His name, uh, he's the white guy, uh, that like the annoying kid that w- went corporate. Um, Ryan, I think the, ac- the character's name was on The Office. BJ Novak. BJ Novak. Oh. Yeah, that's who I'm talking about. That guy. Oh, this movie where he... Vengeance. He, where he uh, podcasts about the true crime. Yeah, and he defeats um, Kelso. 
Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. 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 Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, it was a decent film. It was on Amazon Prime, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, where he's this New York, you know, writer and he's full of himself and, you know, hookup culture, et cetera, et cetera. And this he gets this random call from a guy in Texas who says this girl, your girlfriend died. The funeral's tomorrow. You should come out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't even know who you're talking about. So he had to try to figure out what girl of his random hookups it was. Yeah. And she had told her family that they were boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. So he has to show up in rural Texas and pretend to be her boyfriend, but he doesn't barely remembers who she is. Yeah. But she ends up being dead and they think that there's a murder involved with it. So he starts coming up with a podcast to say about how crazy these people are that they have to rely on conspiracy theories and everything in order to find meaning in their life um, and things develop from there. Yeah. And the spoiler alert has already happened, but that's fine. It, it was a decent film. It wasn't too bad. I just watched it last night. So yeah. Um, and then yeah, dead reckoning and dial of destiny Oppenheimer. I haven't seen Barbie yet. Don't know if I will see Barbie. Did you like Barbie? Yeah, that was really good. Okay. I'll give it a shot. It's good. Okay. I seemed like I would enjoy the kind of absurdist humor of it. It's neither great nor bad. It's good. I also really enjoy Ryan Gosling in comedy. Ryan Gosling is great. He's like, he's a comedic genius in a weird way. Like, it's like, why does he have to be everything (laughs) and also funny? Yeah. He's actually just like probably my favorite. I think I said this on the cast before. I think he's my favorite actor. Except for you couldn't get through Gray Man. Yeah. So how big of a fan are you really? That's true. I guess I got <laughs> to go back and... Got you good, fucker. I like Chris Evans and I love... Uh, yep. Yeah, so I guess... I stuck I around for back. Anna de Armas, but that's me. Um, but Ryan Gosling, I loved him in Nice Guys. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie before. Yeah. yeah. That film is fantastic. And yeah, it's... Um, Shane Black. Shane Black. Yep. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I, I think I've even maybe recommended it on this podcast before, but if you have not seen The Nice Guys, it's on Netflix. Russell Crowe and him... He is so hysterically funny. So I'm very excited to see him in, as the Ken role. I think that'd be good. Yeah, he is, he's pretty excellent. Okay. He is great in that film. Awesome. And I like Margot Robbie and everybody else in it too. So. Yep. Margot Robbie is good. They, she's just stereotypical Barbie, so yeah. she doesn't have as much... She She's not able to have as much fun as he's That's able fair. to have. That's fair. By nature of the role. Yeah. I was going to point out that Shane Black also did... Uh, that Predator movie. Yeah, which is mm. fucking great. Yeah, it's probably the best one in the yeah. series. Yeah. <laughs> Country Mile. But also Iron Man 3, so. Mm-hmm. They can't all be winners. Shane Black did Iron Man 3? Yep. That doesn't sound very Shane Black to me. No, no this guy's all over He did it as a favor for Robert Favreau. Downey Jr. Uh, it wasn't John Favreau? No. Shane Black directed Iron Man 3, the extremist oh, one. I only care about whether he wrote it or not. I don't know if he wrote it. Like whether he directs it or not is he's is whatever. Like I think he's a fine director, but he's yeah. like it's his writing. That's, that's fair. Yeah. That is fair. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just dings on the report card for you know next time maybe write this one. Mm-hmm. I just want to know if literally every good line from Predator was like added by Shane Black. Yeah. I just assume it was. You have to assume. <laughs> yeah. There's no way anybody came to that with any sort of real good crackers, you know, cracker jack lines that they had to have in there. Yeah. Shane's like, let me punch this script up just a little bit if you're going to have me direct it. Shane, I, 100% Shane Black had to have done what's with this fucking tie business. 
Arnold, just say, what's with this fucking time yeah. business? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, are we ready for a, a casserole? That sounds fine. All right. 